and welcome back to yet another episode of Protein Ramblings. And guess what? We're not doing James. Yay! Oh my god, so good. Like yeah. it does not strike. The excitement, the excitement is palpable. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so hope you guys all enjoyed the Jason and Wheel Warriors watch along, which we just completed in our last episode. We are back this time with a whole brand new series. Not going to be as long because there aren't as many episodes. But we're back to talk about visionaries. We've watched the first three episodes now, which actually was a really good starting point because it's a three-part intro episode thing. So that the decision to do three episodes works out really well. Gone are the days of the Liberty Stone saga. <laughs> yes. Five episodes of torture. Although I will say that the magic in visionaries is no better, no worse than the magic of Gilliam <laughs> and the, the, the various wizards surrounding the Liberty Stone. And but the bad guys have MacGuffins. Yes, yeah. but one of them's a fucking mollusk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, like, <laughs> don't stop exciting Darkstorm, okay? Yeah, like, we'll get into who, it. Who, who, I just, just like, as a, 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 an offshoot question, when they were designing this and they were like, all right, toys, what are kids going to want? Fucking mollusk, mate. <laughs> kids, <laughs> kids like snails, right? That's what they're into. <laughs> snails it was spiny shells. It's a travesty that that Jace was a failed toy line that had a 65 episode series <laughs> and Visionaries was an amazing set of toys for kids. Like it was the mm. first time really kids got your hands on holograms as kids and it's 13 episodes and they cancelled it after yeah. that series. Yeah, we were robbed. We had some yeah. of those toys. We had, I don't know who we have, but we had a character with a power staff, but the hologram was just a sticker that people... Yeah, they were all classic. just stickers. Yeah, they were was, all just stickers. It was yeah. pretty I had Whittaker, definitely. Yeah. That it, I know you like the mouthfeel of that name. It's a great word, but I, I I just find it such a dumb name. <laughs> I think it's because my secondary, no, sorry, my primary school deputy head teacher was Mrs. Whitaker, and it just has bad taste in my mouth. Mrs. Whitaker, it doesn't suit my accent at all. I have to put a T in it because Whitaker is how you should say it, but Whitaker is how you say it where I'm from. Yeah, Whitaker. So as as. Without further ado, we uh, we start off this new epic journey with episode one, The Age of Magic Begins. We do, and we, we open with a monologue from the narrator about the planet Prismos, which is in a distant galaxy, possibly far, far away, uh, where people live in an age of great technology. We see it's a very kind of retro future world, you know, it's mm -hmm. kind of like transport tubes and everything's very sleek and There's a monorail. Clean, there's yeah. a monorail, and we're told that people control all sources of energy. All of them. Sorry about the noise in the background. Nara, <laughs> Nara's just decided to play with her ball in a track toy. So she's batting that around. But it's better it's than better her than whining. Howling, yeah. So They have um, had 7,000 years to harness 7, all the 7,000 years of yeah. all, uh, harnessing all energy, all of it. 7,000 years no, of but, easy living. So this, the, if, if, they, if they've harnessed all energy, they have harnessed solar and wind Well, this energy. is why I'm putting the emphasis on all energy. Yeah. Because we're then told that the, the three sons of Prismos realign, which I think in itself would cause a lot of ecological cataclysms three suns that's a lot of suns right i, I don't, don't think know if it's possible prisoners yeah. no. in the goldilocks zone and as the suns realign this brings about the end of the age of technology so one can assume I, I guess my inference my takeaway from this was that this was basically like a, a what's the word Im, uh, not impulse a solar flare no yeah but it's the uh well, like the oh, emp emp yeah, yeah. e e rain is how yeah. it's actually drawn in the cartoon yeah you like see this like this like brightly colored rain kind of falling yeah. down on mm. people. Kind of, I imagine, Thread from the uh, Pern series must look. <laughs> I, I imagine Thread to be a bit thicker. And, and this causes an instant apocalypse. Uh, cranes stop working, buildings collapse. We learn scientists are at a loss. 
and we see Kravex crashing a plane. Yes, yeah, you do. Yeah, you see some of the the main characters in their kind of pre Age of Magic jobs, like strangely, you only see bad guys from yeah. what I remember. Good guys didn't, didn't yeah. do jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you see Virulina, Kravex, and um, Cinder. Cinder. Yeah, this is literally the meek shall rule the earth. Uh, and we're told by the narrator that when all the electrical energy has been depleted the age of magic begins so i mean i'm you can either infer that they'd already run out of all other forms of energy like solar which they should have a lot of batteries yeah three suns you're not gonna run out of solar power yeah (laughs) but but apparently it's just electricity and when the electricity is gone that's it civilization collapses everyone immediately reverts to renaissance fair cosplay living yeah and it it, it's this fall of society it happens way fucking quick. It's very quick. The narrator says the narrator says years. He doesn't say how many years, yeah, but at some like point five. they say like years pass and you get shots of like these destroyed ruins of buildings and the sky is this kind of apocalyptic red and purple. People have built castles. Whatever they did, whatever they decided was going to happen, they decided it real quick and hastily yeah. along. Well, it's like that was like, the... Uh... Do you know what I like? Castles. Do you know what's cool? <laughs> Night. Right, yeah. let's, yeah, let's just junkyard all the metal yeah. and get all the stone well, out. It's almost like that was kind of the continuity <laughs> plan. Like, in case of catastrophic electrical failure... Break medieval. out medieval costumes. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Except we're gonna we're gonna have our our knights look futuristic but retro and <laughs> kind of a little kind bit. of boxy armor. So, and I'll come to it when it comes up. But they they kind of remind me of the centurions. Yeah, they're very much so. Yeah, very yeah. Similar, I think yeah. is it not the same anime? It's the same animation. Yeah, 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 Ulysses, it might be, yeah. So, oh, I mean, it's Deke, isn't it? Underneath everything. No, 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 TMS or something. Oh, okay. it, it's another triple. Yeah. So Triple yeah, so whammy. the uh, the narrator tells us that the age of magic has begun, but men don't believe in magic because they've had seven thousand years of electricity. I, I my first note, sorry, my first note on this entire thing before I wrote anything about the show is magic is never more powerful than science. <laughs> well, I don't think they're saying in this instance it's more powerful. It's just that there is no more science. <laughs> they've run out. But science is things like mathematics. So maybe yeah, they've run out of that relies on science. <laughs> yes. you know, even building a castle relies on science. So we, after we have this kind of spiel from the narrator to set the scene, we then start to meet some of the main characters. We're told that we, we have Leoric and Darkstorm, who are kind of leading opposing factions, mm-hmm. uh, and they're both looking for military advantages over the other. They, they actually say that the, the good kingdoms formed a confederacy under Leora. They say that at the beginning of the second episode. Yeah, yeah you don't get it's it like, here. But you, I mean, it's very obvious when you meet Darkstorm that he's the bad guy because what he's doing is interviewing people and then dropping them into a pit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> generally, the actions are the bad guy. So he's got this guy in a lab coat, a scientist, you may say, oh, man. who's like, since we ran out of electricity, I invented a catapult powered by guinea pigs. <laughs> This is very English, I guess, but it's basically like Dragon's Den meets Room 101. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> sharp, you know, if, sharp. if you fail your pitch, I pull the lever. Yeah. Like Mr. Burns in the Simpsons, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, It's, it's to... very Shark Tank is the American yeah. equivalent. And I want oh, to okay, know, yeah. this is uh, the first but not last instance we will see of animal-powered... Conveyor uh, sisters. <laughs> yeah, the first guy with his guinea pig-powered com- Yeah, and uh, then catapult. later we get a pig treadmill <laughs> in the third episode, which is just amazing. I love it. Darkstorm hates the guinea pig catapult, so he drops his guy down a pit. And then oh. we get Merklin, the, the shit a tall a Merlin knockoff wizard. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's, he's a like a sinister Merlin. He's very yeah. He's, yeah. He, he looks like a grown up version of um, the dungeon master in yes, Dra- Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So what I kind of like, I said to Naomi straight away when we were watching this because I didn't remember much of 
visionary solo. This is kind of very refreshed to me. Is that I think Merklin is the ter- he's the like the poster boy for chaotic neutral. <laughs> yeah, he's very much he he's got his own reasons for everything he does. I, I'm I'm gonna drop it in there. Not that there's a whole lot of Arthurian lore and legend in here, but in a lot of the Arthurian lore, Merlin himself was often seen as a kind of not necessarily down the line good guy. So yeah. Um. Anyway, Merklin appears. And tells Darkstorm that there's a shrine where he can get. It's not Merlin. It's got a K. <laughs> yeah, it's Merklin. Yeah, there's this magical shrine where he can get all kinds of magic, and he should go and check it out. Um, but Darkstorm doesn't believe him, so he drops him down the pit. <laughs> oh, no. Despite the fact that Merklin TP'd into the room, yeah, Darkstorm he did was not sitting in. Stop this from happening. Do then... would have been a really great way to prove magic was real to levitate yourself out of the pit? Yeah, but no. And. Mordred is immediately just simping it up and he goes to kick <laughs> the orb down and it just moves out of his way and goes Exactly, he, t- and he also levitates the orb yeah. down. Yeah. Like, there's such <laughs> obvious proof of magic in front of you. But he's just like, no, more guinea pig catapults. <laughs> so I can bid them. <laughs> yeah. Merklin then goes to Leoric um, and his kind of his cohorts and they actually decide this is probably worth investigating just in case it gives them an advantage over Darkstorm. So they decide they're going to quest for the shrine. I love how Merklin, he, he shows up at Leoric's place and he's like, I'm looking for some men of vision. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can help me out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hint, hint, they said the title. And um, Mordred is there. Mordred, Mordred is spying. Mordred is like in the ramparts, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> spying on them. And then he uh, hang glides all the way back to Darkstorm's lair. <laughs> and crashes as soon as <laughs> he lands. Basically, it's not because he's, he's like, oh my god, I have to tell them that they're going for the shrine. He goes back to take the piss. He's like, you won't believe what that idiot Leoric is doing. <laughs> and Mordred like immediately is just like, Oh, sorry, okay. Mordred is a fucking simp. Throughout my entire <laughs> no, look, notes, no. every time Mordred comes up, it's like Mordred is simping he up is the place. He's a man in love, okay? No, he's a fucking he's simp. He's in love with Darkstorm, and I th- I think we should respect that beautiful Yeah, they've got nature. a sub and dom relationship Definitely. all the Definitely. way. So Mordred tells Darkstorm that Leoric is going for the shrine, at which point Darkstorm is like, well, I'm going to go as well then. Uh, they're going to set off tomorrow, first thing. So we, we cut to Merklin. And a big crowd of knights outside what I think they call the Iron Mountain. Yeah. Merklin kind of gives this pep talk. Whoever survives the traps of the mountain will be rewarded with great magic. And Loric kind of flips his whip and is like, onwards. It's like a it's race, very gay. It's like a race starting session <laughs> yeah. and he whips the ground. And everybody like, just go. starts legging it for the mountain. He's, he's uh, Okay, he's not very gay, but he's very... Um... Flamboyant. Oh, no, he's not. He's really dull. No, he just but knows he, how just to wield with, the whip. Whip, with the whip and the moustache, it evokes a certain Village image people. of... Yeah, Mr. Slave, village people kind of vibe. <laughs> so I we mean, see... their get-up backs that up as well, right? <laughs> yeah, the armor yeah, is, yeah. It's all a bit fabulous, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, the colors are very primary and bold. Is, and stuff. I would describe Leoric as fabulously dull. Yeah, he's compensating yeah. for his personality, for mm-hmm. his outfits. Yeah, definitely. So, yes, yeah, so we see all these various knights, not just the good and bad guys we've already met, but just a ton of generic knights heading into yeah, the mountain. some ancillary characters that we'll never see again. Yeah, and we see a group of them running towards a series of kind of rising and falling heavy doors. I love this. And they're I all like... This the womp, the womp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bunch of them are like, oh my God, what do we do? We have to turn back. And this is where we meet Whittaquick, <laughs> who is like, never turn back. Turning ever. back is the worst thing you can ever do. It's worse than dying. Well, he says cowardice is worse than retreat. And then he's like, yeah. and anyway, Wait, if I don't make but, it, but, I'll never know what he's... Isn't, isn't retreat the same as... Like, no, sometimes retreat cowardice, is tactical. But, like, they're talking retreat. about turning back, and he's saying cowardice is worse than retreat. But they're, they're talking about retreat. <laughs> I don't know. 
But anyway, he... he... Whittaquick, by the way, was my favorite character as a kid. <laughs> really? Right? I fucking love Whittaquick. Yeah. yeah, I had the toy and everything, <laughs> definitely. He's great. And so he just legs it through this series of doors, quick as you like, and he makes it through, and he's there at the other end waving. And Merklin appears behind the group of the knights, and he's like, well, he did it. And they're just like, nah, nah I'm out, I'm going <laughs> home. My note, my note literally says they all know about. They do. <laughs> yeah, um, Merklin's like kind of, kind of trying to edge them in. Yeah, though. he's yeah, quite yeah. sinister. Oh, <laughs> yes, he's, he's, like, he's I don't trust him at all. Yeah, we then cut to Darkstorm, Mordred, and and Recon, who is another affiliate of Darkstorm's who we we met previously, but I don't think he'd done much at that point. So they're on a rope bridge, and they see that there's a bunch of other knights coming up behind them. So they cut the bridge, and the knights fall into a canyon. Uh, we see some of them land on uh, stalagmites. And then one of them clings on to the bridge as it swings against the cliffside. And he's starting to climb up, but then the bridge turns into snakes, which really confused you at first. Yeah, because I was busy tasting nose. I was like, how like, did Darkstorm Dark do Storm this? has no magic yet. But <laughs> Nothing I, caused it to turn into <laughs> no, snakes. No, it just did it. Just it just did it. Because Merklin is somewhere being a dick. It's just, um, um, what do you call it? Spontaneous snake combustion. Plot convenience. Tran- transmutation. Spontaneous <laughs> transmutation, yeah. So, so this guy's clinging to the rope bridge. It turned, the rungs turn into snakes, and so he falls and hits a very conveniently placed tree branch. Mm-hmm. And Dark Storm's all like, <laughs> looks like you have a problem. But this guy, whose name is Arzon, for future reference, just <laughs> rips some nope. leafy branches nope. off the tree and fashions a rudimentary <laughs> pair of wings. And this isn't science you know that's not aerodynamics <laughs> or anything like that in fact no it's not because that would not work in the, given the laws he like of ties them onto his arms like yeah. vines and, and just glides, glides across, across basically yeah. um what's his name flew too close to the sun icarus, icarus. icarus. icarus is his way across <laughs> yeah. he's um, a man of hollow bones <laughs> he gets to safety and while he's while he's flying across dark storm is yelling at mordred to shoot him out of the sky and mordred is like but i don't have a bow <laughs> and Darkstorm is, is displeased by him, which seems to be their whole relationship. Mordred simp check number two. You're right, master. I'll get a bow. <laughs> uh, we then cut to Leoric with Feral and Ektor, who are like his cohorts, his mm-hmm. dudes, his boys. And they're jogging through these stone passages whilst discussing if New Valeric should have a jousting arena or a botanical garden, which <laughs> Leoric seems to be really down on. He's very much kind of like, yeah, the people do want a botanical garden, but fuck them. <laughs> and we see in a nearby passage that Darkstorm and his crew here the good guy's talking. The Dark Storm sends Mordred to trick the good knights into going off their path and delaying them. And they are not clever because not he just go, he just goes, help. He just help. hides around a corner and yells for help. And yeah. they're all like, we must go immediately. I mean, I suppose at this point, well, you know that Leoric and Dark Storm know of each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, they all know of each other because as soon as they start find Mordred, they're like, Oh, oh, it's Mordred. It's yeah, Mordred yeah. fucking How much, Dark I don't recognise his voice. How much enmity did they manage to gather in like four or five years of post-apocalyptic <laughs> world? It's a pretty mortal feud, isn't it? Yeah. So they, they round this corner and they just find Mordred kind of leaning casually against a wall and they're like, oh my god, he tricked us, how cunning. And Ektor is like, put out your tongue, Mordred, so I can see how much you've been licking Darkstorm's boots. It's a very strange <laughs> I, did, I did not think he was going to say boots. <laughs> no, <I didn't. laughs> <laughs> Mordred flees back to Darkstorm having it, it says they delayed the good knights but it doesn't really impede them they, they at all carry on yeah. it's like they walk 10 minutes down a corridor and then 10 minutes yeah. like less than it's, they, and, it's, and it's not as if yeah. the good the bad guys have gained an advantage like they don't seem to be any further ahead well, it's not really a race as such either. You just have to make it yeah, to the end. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's no it's kind of like first. this is just for one person, right? It's whoever gets there. Yeah. So anyway, the good guys just kind of carry on. They come into this huge open chamber with a big stone giant in it it seems to be it's kind of like Rodan's thinker 
Yeah. I love Leoric's reaction when he walks <laughs> in. He literally one just of my goes, favorite scenes. Um, they, they, they decide they're going to sneak past it, but Recon is behind them and he throws a rock at the giant, which he somehow knew would wake it up. Mm-hmm. And he then traps them in the chamber with the giant, at which point Hector immediately resigns himself to death. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Leoric's like, what do we do now? No, Feral's like, what do we do now? And Hector's just like, prepare, prepare for the end. For the end. <laughs> Lyric <laughs> channels Jace though. <laughs> he yes. really does. He's just like, no, no, charge. There is, uh, we'll come on to it in episode three. There is some more channeling of Lightning League tactics <laughs> yeah. in this. <laughs> yeah, Lyric charges the giant with his whip and he's all kind of like, have at you. And the giant runs off in terror. And everyone's <laughs> like, that's, that's amazing. And Lyric's like, yeah, I just figured he would never no, have been no. attacked before. He says, I reason. I reason. No, you fucking didn't. <laughs> that is not reason. That never having been attacked before, the giant wouldn't know how to defend itself, which is a big stab in the dark, to be honest. But it worked, so I guess that's why he's in charge. I mean, science says he triggered its flight and a fight or flight response. You know, <laughs> biological science. But this is a stone giant. Does Still, it have biology. I mean, it's, it's not living. a biological creature. It's living, so it's got geology. <laughs> Another <laughs> form of science. Instincts. Another form of science. Uh, we then I'm go... just going to point out every instance of science <laughs> in this world devoid of science. Magic is just science we haven't explained yet. Um, yes. we, we then cut back to Darkstorm, who has somehow, in all of this, lost Mordred and is just wandering around yelling for him, slash at him. Well, because Darkstorm's wandering through this room full of uh, skeletons mm. on the wall, and he's like, oh, it must be the art exhibit. How lovely. He's so sly. <laughs> yeah, he's such a dumb, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's his responsibility to make, make sure his sub is okay. Yeah, absolutely. And he's done a terrible time. job of it. So, yeah, he's in this chamber of skeletons yelling for Mordred. And one of the skeletons comes to life and blows out his torch. So he's then wandering around in the dark, yelling for Mordred, uh, and he falls down a a pit. Yeah. (laughs) He manages to brace himself, and you see him start to climb. He's like back is against the wall, and he's using his legs to kind of push himself upwards. Me and my sister used to do that in our stairway when we were kids, like (laughs) probably from watching Visionaries. I was going to say, did you yell at each other? Yeah. She she was the Mordred. Meanwhile, we then meet Virulina and Galadria, the token women. Very token. Very token, unfortunately. Blonde um, brunette. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're fighting on a bridge. So you have Virulina sneaking up behind Galadria and they exchange some very catty remarks about vile perfume and ugly faces. <laughs> and they fall into the water and there's a, a kraken in there, I guess. There's water mm-hmm. below the bridge and you see tentacles grabbing for them both. Uh, Virulina manages to escape through like a a grate in the wall, which she then yeah, closes. Like a, so... an underground, uh, underwater sluice way, yeah. I guess. An under co- which has a portcullis. Yeah, yes. yeah as, yeah. as you do, yeah. Um, she then closes that so Galadria can't get through. So Galadria is stuck in the pool with the Kraken. My, which... no, If I occasionally call Galadria Galadriel, it's because my <laughs> notes auto-corrected Galadria to Galadriel every time. <laughs> like Hector has been auto-corrected to Hector every time. <laughs> Hector. Hector is about to Hector. <laughs> Hello, I, I am Hector. <laughs> <laughs> I am prepared to die. Um, <laughs> oh man, I'd love to see the Spanish dub of this. <laughs> I am one Hector. <laughs> yeah, Gonzalez. <laughs> nice. So, so yeah, uh. so Gladry is left in the pool with the Kraken, uh, which grabs her by the leg and is kind of dragging her, presumably to its den. I don't I, know. I, I, I just, I just her. wrote some hentai shit happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so as she's been dragged through the water. She, she grabs hold of what is very obviously just a plug. And she literally unplugs yeah. the pool and yeah. the water swirls away and the kraken goes down with it. Yep. That's how she escapes and she vows she's going to take Verlina out another day. 
<laughs> we then cut to some random knights who walk into a room and Kravex just drops a beehive on them. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> and, and then it. he takes their stuff that they dropped. Love Kravex. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole scene. We we then meet Cryotech and Sindar who are fighting on an ice bridge and they have a little exchange that implies they have some history. It's, you know, Cryotech's like, I would have thought after our last encounter, blah, blah, blah. You know, fire and ice, Sindar, Cryotech. Yeah. Cryotech, by the way. What the fuck is that name? It's a very sciencey name. <laughs> it it's almost an evil name as well. It is, yeah. It, it, I said it, I said it sounds like an evil mega corporation mm. from like some you know yes. like you know like those scams in the nineties to cryogenically <laughs> freeze you or mm. your brain. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. What he did like in the age of, of technology. Yeah, I wonder it's, if it's still like going. An, it sounds like someone that would partner with InGen, InGen and <laughs> yeah. Cryotech. Yeah. In fact, Cryotech isn't that the guy like the Cryotech the Cryotech engine that does the it's the one made by cry for Crisis Games. It's called Cryotech. It does sound familiar. So they're on an ice bridge and they ex they have this little exchange and then Sindar climbs Cryotech with a, K. a stalactite and kicks other stalactites onto Cryotech, which buries him. But Cryotech breaks free while Sindar escapes and that's their little introduction. Mm -hmm. We come back to Darkstorm, who's escaping the pits, and he finds a bunch of the other bad knights that we've met who are just hanging upside down from the ceiling of his chamber. We don't know how or why. They're just conveniently all there. Uh, yep. And he agrees he'll let them down if they swear loyalty to him, which they all do in a kind of very begrudging way. <laughs> yeah, especially Virulina and Recon. They're yes. just like, <laughs> Apart from Sindar, Sindar is like, you have good food in your castle, then I'm in. He's, yeah. he's, very simple he's a simple man. Please. Sindar's yeah. one of my favourites as yeah. well, actually. Peter Cullen. Three. Peter Cullen. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It, took me, it, it took me an episode to actually, like, I was like, oh, yes, that is Peter Cullen. <laughs> we then go back to Leoric and the boys, and they're in a maze, which Feral guides them out of with his amazing sense of smell. He smells fresh air and leads them to safety, and then suggests that they could have a jousting arena and a botanical garden. Feral shit. Leoric is very cynical about this. He doesn't think they're going to have room for both, even though they live in an apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah, room is not a problem. Yeah, you built. You, you, yeah, you, you have, have room for jousting castles. arena. You have room for botanical garden. You can have both. Make the people happy. While they're discussing this, Hector wanders off, and he notices Darkstorm crew laying in wait. So he yells a warning, mm -hmm. and a fight breaks out. And Leoric just yells. Defeat the Darkling Lords, which I think from the way it's done there, you would think this was a given name this group already has. But apparently he just made it up on the spot because Darkstorm was then like, that's a cool name. That's mm. what we're going to call ourselves. Well, so I'm like, while we're on it, and so I don't forget, I'm jumping ahead a bit to the next episode. And so later on in a scenario, which we'll come on to, the good guys decide to form the Spectral Knights. Yeah. But before that even happens... Darkstorm is referring to them as the Spectral Knights at the beginning of the yeah. next episode. He keeps referring. So <laughs> continuity error, massive. Yeah. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Like they've already named each other. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I really like that name. Yeah. It's like yeah. a nickname. You, don't, you can't make up your own nickname. No, no that's it's true. better than being yeah, like, we're true. the Lightning League now. Well, it, it, has, it does give me a com convenient DLSK SK, abbreviation. Yeah. <laughs> so the other good knights show up at this point and they join in the fight. Everybody's kind of teeing off. Merklin appears and kind of tells the kids to stop fighting and points out that there is magic enough for everybody. <laughs> All they have to do is break down the door to the shrine. So Cryotech charges full bore at this door and shatters it, at which point you get like a, I don't know what you would call it, like a whirlwind of spirits or ghosts kind of engulfs the room. Mm. And when it clears, they're inside the shrine. Yep. While it's happening, it cuts really briefly to outside the castle, and there's like a classic Frankenstein moment of lightning <laughs> hitting the castle with like these dark, uh, like umber sky kind the, of thing. It's, this is a very... Merklin's whole setup is very ominous. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's not he's not giving yeah. off good vibes. 
It's an ominous castle in an ominous land. You didn't yeah. kind of mention this, but Prismos <laughs> is like a really dark as fuck it place, is. isn't yeah, it? It's it like a metal album that, cover that all sounds, the time. That all sounds the time. like the intro to some kids in an ominous castle in an ominous place. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, what was the intro to, to Funny oh, Bones? In, in a dark, dark, dark yeah. 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 So, um, So they're all sucked into the shrine, I guess. And Merklin starts dispensing magical gifts, which will help them prosper in this new age, I guess, as long as they want to just turn into animals. Because you can... Um, I don't know what they're supposed to do with these particular gifts that is going to help the rest of the planet. It's not They're the clear. most cliche things, aren't they? They're like, yeah. you'll be a cheater because you're well, fast. I've got, I've got a list. No, no. I did, there I did is nothing cliche about a fucking mollusk. I, I did make a list. So Arzon is given the totem of the eagle because he flew. Sindar is given the totem of the gorilla because of his brute strength and the climbing ability. Mm-hmm. Which well, gets the cheetah. Gorillas are Twitter. intelligent. Yeah, and maybe they didn't know that in the eighties. Cravex gets what is effectively a pterodactyl. Yeah, it, it's like it's the only airborne scavenger on Prismos. The what do they call it? The Phylon, but it's basically a pterodactyl. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ector gets arguably the fox. he gets the best thing as well. <laughs> Ector gets the fox because he sensed ambushes. And I okay sense of smell. Yeah, yeah. well, no, because no, foxes are t- typically thought of wily. You know, yeah, hmm. they're cunning, and you know, cunning as a fox. Mm-hmm. Mordred gets the beetle because he's just a scummy bootlicker. Yeah. <laughs> and he immediately protests this and is then shouted down by Darkstorm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, know your place. Feral gets the wolf because of his tracking abilities. Viralina gets the shark because she's vicious underwater, <laughs> which is, you know, a really important trait to have. Um, Galadriel gets the dolphin which because is she's shit. intelligent underwater. Which is shit. The, wo- is the, women, the women really... Like, I mean, the shark at least is a badass animal. A I'm going to call it so now. Bo- bollocks. Every episode is going to have a pool or body of water in it. I really don't remember <laughs> them using three. their totems that often. Well, I, I could be wrong. I'm ready to be wrong, mm. but I don't. I feel like they, it doesn't I, happen very often because they're just no. It's a very contrived thing. Like, oh, we have to be in the water. Well, there, to use there our is a scene in any in way. The and third... they don't have power staffs, so they can't do anything else. There's a scene in the third, no. third episode that really shows how tertiary the female characters are to this whole escapade. <laughs> oh, just um, thinking about this as well with the staffs thing and this is just a little bit of a spoiler for this episode but mm. like they basically get told that the staffs are like an additional power that mm. they'll get and if they don't get a staff something else will happen but, yeah. but you're right I don't think that does happen for the women no, no. at all in the 13 yeah mm. um, um, we get well, Lexor who gets the armadillo because he's a coward and Armadillos immediately turns cowardly. into the armadillo and runs away and is chased <laughs> Lexor, I love Lexor. Yeah. Cryotech gets the bear because he's strong and tough. Uh, Recon gets the lizard because lizards are famously mercenary and money hungry, I guess. Uh, Leoric <laughs> gets Recon. the lion. Yeah, uh, Recon's great. Uh, Leoric gets the lion because he's leader. the guy leader. Of course he does. Which he immediately transforms into and scares everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, it's, it's okay. Like, no, I was just, just testing, testing it. it. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> he's a jock. And then finally, Darkstorm, because his... He can climb and is generally slimy, gets the mollusk. <laughs> the fucking mollusk. <laughs> mollusk. Like, I have it's to, just a catch-all term as well. It's a yeah, family it of species. Yeah, it's yeah, not like it's not snail a specific animal. But like, I don't want to spoil what he actually can do for a later episode, but <laughs> yeah. we'll... Because we'll yeah. talk about well, we'll it. We only see we only see him use it once in the third episode, and he's immediately whipped by Leoric and turned straight back. <laughs> he's a switch. <laughs> yeah. So Merklin tells them that their totems are sometimes uncontrollable, and at this point, you start to wonder why Merklin is doing any of this. Like, he, I mean, yeah. he does. They, say, he does, they do say 
they say they're not they're uncontrollable like emotions yeah i think like you know yeah and, and i think he does he does also he's pretty open about the fact that he expects them to do stuff for him in exchange for the magic occasional tasks yes. wink, wink, <laughs> which we grin. will discuss later <laughs> um some of the knights have staffs which they're told to dip into merklin's magic pool and this as we've said gives them extra powers which we'll cover as we get to them i didn't make a note of who gets what yeah that's next episode it's, they're told that these staffs will grow weak with use the knights will have to keep coming back to merklin to recharge them at which point when Merklin he says weak just... with use, he literally means one use. Yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like they, they've got the worst batteries yeah. ever. And he then kicks them out of the mountain by literally flushing them away. <laughs> and points <laughs> and, and, and laughing at them. Laughing. <laughs> it's so good. He's literally he's just like, like, like Dark Storm, you're like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you draw me in a pit, bitch? Down at the base of the mountain, the Dark Lords immediately start trying to steal the, the power staffs from the good guys so we get yep. the fight breakout. But Darkstorm calls for a ceasefire and proposes that magic should only be used for peace, which Leoric agrees with. The good guys walk off and Darkstorm starts plotting. Because he's a plotting. dick. <laughs> well, I, I think it's like Darkstorm is like, oh, he knows I'm not going to keep my word, but he has to. I don't. Yeah. Which I think is, yeah, I mean, it's true because it's a kid's cartoon, but <laughs> it's a shame. So yeah, well, he immediately starts plotting. Leoric, in his previous life, he was, was a mayor. So he's a politician, yeah. so not inclined to keep his yeah, word at all. Not necessarily trustworthy. He, he is, like, you know, he's a slimy politician. But he's, I mean, that he's used a... his his politicking to become the feudal lord and just <laughs> told everyone that he's the good guy. I think bait and switch. Leoric's actually the fucking bad guy. <laughs> he's quite a he's a sinister looking Burt Reynolds guy. I agree with you. But to be fair, like. Darkstorm's deal was very sore boss, really. They were all going to hang up. They were hanging in a room where there were just skeletons also hung up. If he hadn't let them down, they'd have died. Like, yeah. that's the deal. Join me or you die. Yeah, and you, you obviously see, like, every time the Darkling Lords are together, a fight is on the verge of breaking out because they don't trust yeah. each other. They don't like is there. each other. <laughs> yeah. Kravex is just everybody. this wall of barely contained rage. I love him. Like, in his I best moments. so much. <laughs> He's basically um, Starscream, again, yeah. a, a human iteration he's, of Starscream, he, voiced he, by the guy that does Starscream. He, he's, he's, he's got the anger of Cobra Commander and <laughs> a, maybe a bit more of the competence from Starscream. Because <laughs> Starscream's, yeah. Starscream's not as incompetent as Cobra Commander, but he's fairly incompetent. So <laughs> I think actually of the three like really famous Chris Latter voices, this is probably the most competent character he's voiced. Yeah, I would say so. We then cut to a canyon. Hey, Dude, this, this, this planet is rife <laughs> and lousy with canyons. Arzon is just running. He's just out for a run and a jump. Um, he's running through the canyons and he <laughs> sees a, a lady in a Renfair costume a who is stuck in a, a pit. Yes, a, a fair, fair maiden. maiden. And so he legs it which over. He, which and he, he thoroughly checks out. To he make does. Sure he she's starts super fair. flirting immediately. <laughs> it's just like, hello, fair maiden. He's like, she's like, what's that? And he's like, that's my power star. Do you want to see it? with magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He kind of gets her out of the pit and she's all like, oh, tell me about your staff. And he's, he calls on his, it's, I know it's not it's, called a totem. It's, it's, it's the bearer of knowledge. I don't know what the thing is. It, it tells him to call him, the, call me the bearer of knowledge. And it has a wicked afro. Amazing afro. Um, <laughs> Ego much. Though, so he's, yeah. he's kind of going to show off his magic to the sexy Renfair lady. So What he's a like, great use of your powers. powers <laughs> of knowledge. Tell me everything you know about this woman. <laughs> he didn't even ask her about it. <laughs> ask her about herself. It's like, <laughs> yeah. tell me about yourself. You know, what is this? It's like, I'm going to use my magic to get in your pants. <laughs> the um, magic of Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no, he's used the magic of Facebook stalking. Oh god! It's just like yeah, tell me everything really about creepy. you. Yeah, I he did basically just ogle her and yeah. then, then stalk her. 
This is an insight into how he's going to use his staff in other circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> like, tell me everything about that poor woman. The bearer of knowledge, is my neighbor single? <laughs> anyway, the bearer of knowledge is... tells him that the woman is Virulina in disguise. And Arslan is like, no, that's impossible. At which point she whips off her entire face and outfit. And she's <laughs> and got her armor on. There's no underneath. way this costume was covering that no, armor. No, no, no. She was <laughs> wearing a very kind armor. of <laughs> generic, like I say, Renfair dress. It was very kind of fitted and flowing. And, yeah. and underneath, she, yeah. yeah, she's got this really bulky, boxy power armor. Mm. And she attacks him. And that's the end of the episode. We're yeah. on a cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. The three magic words. I was like, <laughs> what? When I was a kid, I remember the first three episodes as one thing mm-hmm. i guess like I, I i was saying just before we started recording i remember all the beats of this like these three episodes are like yeah they, they roll into each other yeah. in my memory they are incredibly hella condensed though as someone who doesn't oh. remember it very well trying to keep up with the pace like the introductory pace of characters being rapid fired at you was really hard work for keeping notes i agree with that but no I do jokes, think... i've made a table like because <laughs> I, I didn't really remember them much yeah the names as a kid i did you know, once just... i heard them like I, once i heard a name i could put it to a face and a totem and all that like when recon first appeared i couldn't think who he was but once i heard the name recon it was like yes i remember you. yeah but yeah, it doesn't I... happen in the first episode they don't really mention their names Not, very no, much. apart no. from when they're handing out the powers yeah, but that's towards the, uh, yeah. I would but agree that's like with a you. Register. It's so hard yeah. to learn yeah. names when they're just like <laughs> yeah. that. I would agree with you, Nero. That yeah, this episode does a lot of heavy lifting and a lot of info dumping. But I also mm. think, as an introduction to the world, it very quickly sets things up. Yeah, I there's so, no fucking around. Have you said, I was comparing this to the the info dump that we get in Jace, and I think I think actually for an opening, Jace handled it better but i think in yeah. a lot of ways, well, they have got a lot less moving parts yeah, to contend so in, with in a lot of ways it probably doesn't seem like it on the surface but jace is a very simple story yeah mm. it's star wars it becomes complicated through yeah. stupidity but it's also got simple yeah. characters whereas yeah. this actually every character apart from the women which is about unfair like every character's got something and a yes. bit of backstory they're bringing mm-hmm. to like the interactions i say so, as well what I apart didn't, from the he's just dull i rewatched this a few well i say a few years ago i think it was mm. before you and i got together so <laughs> What, over a 15, decade 16 ago. years yeah. ago now yeah i watched it at uni which is 10 years yeah. ago easily mm-hmm. uh, i it's a lot funnier than i remember like the comic timing of some yeah, things i yeah. don't know if it's deliberate I'd, or not but and i will say really it's got me. Uh, at least across the first three episodes barring one scene uh in the second episode it's got pretty good solid consistent animation some really nice animation oh, man, yeah. yeah. cool. but there is one scene in this next episode where they're it's when they're storming the castle and Leoric's fighting off some of the Darkling Lords. And just for one scene, Leoric's armor turns into Miami Vice and is like got the yeah, sleeves, sleeves rolled. rolled his sleeves rolled up. <laughs> oh, he's got sleeves rolled up. I imagine he just rolled his sleeves up because he was, you know, he's rolling his sleeves up. The, the next time you see yeah, him, we've they're established this kind of squishy armor. <laughs> but no, it's literally for like a scene, like a, a cell of animation, and then it switched back to fully gloved up and stuff. Anyway. So did did you guys clock that one of the voice actors is actually from jojo's bizarre adventure oh which one yeah ektar the guy who voices ektar who does he do in jojo characters oh i don't remember stuff my head um <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah i will come to I... me michael mcconaughey he's done so many voices yeah mm-hmm. so many things um, we said we thought we he was he him. was d in vampire yeah. hunter d okay um, right that might be where we really and he's in samurai champloo like he's mm-hmm. in some like classic great stuff i mean basically. uh jim cummings who's in this as well is like a disney a disney style war he's done lots of voice work for disney yeah that's crazy like all of them the the voice acting and mm. talent is great they've got Raphael from teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah i think yep. sue blue was a pretty big voice actor in yeah. the 80s as well wasn't she i'm sure she doesn't oh man yeah stuff. he's he's really big in the anime scene as this guy um he's all over 
anime. I thing is, I, I like I, I tend to watch anime subbed in the original Japanese dub unless I know the dub is the mm. British the English dub is really really good. Yeah, I mean this guy's like done Gungrave, Guren Lagan, some of the Digimon stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking everywhere. That's I mean the guy the guy who did Witterquick did Darkwing Duck. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and uh, Sindar did Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh plus Predator, the voice of Predator wow. in the Predator film. <laughs> yeah, one, I, of the, one of the other guys did Predator 2. I didn't even <laughs> so, think Predator, okay. I guess he makes a lot of noises. He's, I didn't think he had a voice. He's a very minor character in JoJo. He just does the imposter Captain Tennille in Stardust Crusaders. Uh, okay. Uh, I just saw it. I googled the voice mm. talent just to see, mm. but I saw the name, thought you'd like that. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, a blistering pace, right? And like, holy shit, continuous storyline. <laughs> yes, like, what is yeah. going on? Like, this There's is follow oh, been, up. <laughs> I was so excited we were doing this, and and it did not disappoint. I, so I really yeah, we'll it. kick it in right to uh, episode two, which is the direct lead on uh, called "The Dark Hand of Treachery," and it leads immediately on from uh, episode one. There's a bit of a recap bit after the credits, and much like Jace, the credits basically tell the story yeah. <laughs> of the the first episode, don't they? But the music music is nowhere near as good. Yeah, I, 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 like, like I, I do like it. I, I like the end credit music. It's got that kind of ominous... It's the same music. It's just without, without the lyrics. Yeah, but I, I don't know. There's just something kind of ominous and serious about it that I really like. It's it's not top tier music. Got, music by it's just got... No, it's like operatic very, almost, It's got very actually. hard 80s synth stabs. Mm. Yeah, but it's like an opera, mm. like singing. It's like a trio almost of opera singers doing the doing the credits. Um, but anyway, we cut into um, Virulina and Arzon basically battling, mm-hmm. um, and she's got uh, an axe, and he's got like what looks like the head of a grappling hook as his weapon. All of their handheld weapons are actually really steampunky, Bronze mm. Age fusion stuff, and. He had previously called the uh, the guy of knowledge. I forgot what his name is. The, the bearer, the bearer of, knowledge. of knowledge. The bearer of knowledge. Sorry, sorry. Um, and and he's getting a bit impatient. He's like, my power oh. is fading now. <laughs> so Arslan's like, okay, and dispels. Him That's back. one of the like the little moments of timing I really like because he's like knee deep in this fight with Virulina. You know, he's they're properly going at each other, and the bearer of knowledge is watching, being like checking his watch yeah. and being like, is there anything he's, like, else? Tapping his feet. Yeah, yeah. So he's got he's like, literally no, floating go. there, cross armed, isn't he as well? Like. <laughs> yeah, so he dispels him, and then the totem goes black. Which obviously that's the first time we know that this the staffs are basically one shot use yeah. only. And uh, they're rolling around the floor, and then all the other dark lords. Oh no, oh, sorry, some some of the other darkling lords attack. I think it's Sindar, Cravex, and Mordred jump yep. in. <laughs> Arzon basically manages to get out of there and jump over a canyon. Yes. And after months of seeing canyon fails from enemies, <laughs> it was so refreshing to see enemies actually be able just, to follow. Yeah, everyone <laughs> they literally just the back, canyon. They, yeah. everyone just parkoured the shit over a canyon like yeah. you would. Literally like a two meter gap. You know, yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. a huge mm-hmm. jump, but they basically clear some chasms and manage to keep up with uh, with Arzon, which is ah, uh, it made me so happy. I actually smiled <laughs> for the whole chase scene. It's so good. But basically, it ends up that they're actually kind of herding Arzon um, into a trap where Darkstorm is waiting with the rest of the Darkling Lords. Mm-hmm. So it's at this point he decides to turn into his eagle form um, and try to escape. But Cravex is onto him really quickly and he kind of lobs his weapon at him, which is kind of like half axe, half the rest of a swash sticker. It's like kind of just a swash sticker. It's kind of like a double-ended hook. And it basically like boomerangs up or frisbees up and uh, catches Arzon's eagle leg, basically, Talon. and kind of kind of slows it down. Yeah, yeah it sets it. him off balance. Um, yeah, exactly. And then uh, Kravitz like, turn, turns into his phylot. Much like what should have happened to that home run when Jace grabbed onto <laughs> <Yes>. its leg. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, he's spinning out of control and Kravix transforms into the I put Phylot here. I think yeah, Phy- I've well, got Phylox. Phylox, okay, yeah. So we said before that's basically the planet's only aerial scavenger. It's got no legs. No. It's got hands it's actually, on its wings and a snake. Yeah, the, yeah. The, Wikipedia kind of says, oh, it's basically a pterodactyl. But in terms of the physiognomy of it it's more like a medieval wyvern they were dragons that yeah yeah, yeah 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 definitely that's very true yeah and and it's it's got a prehensile tail like mm-hmm. it uses its tail a lot to ha- hold and grab onto things yeah. in this episode and others so he actually catches arzon in his mouth um and brings him back down arzon comes into his human form and he's kind of they take away the power staff off of him and in the background, Viralina is literally holding like a face mask, which is Gladia's yeah, like actual animated face. And just squidging static. it. She's like yeah, squidging she's... it like a, a, a stress ball. <laughs> so like in, in cartoon terms, this is like a super realistic mask. Like, you know, in Mission Impossible, they're always ripping their yeah, faces yeah. off. Mm-hmm. It's literally like that level of quality. Except it, uh, it's, it, not... it's kind of pa- like when she's squishing it, it's like it has volume and body <laughs> yeah, like it was, it's like a mannequin a squishy mannequin head it's, it's very, pretty very disturbing old. to watch yeah yeah <laughs> um and darkstorm orders <laughs> recon and mordred to go and find some strong metals from the junkyard yeah because he um, says i'm gonna run out of sturdy chains <laughs> to, to, ca- yeah. to imprison all the uh the spectral knights that's that it so we get the first glimpse of what his plan is after promising to be Good. He's waited for them to disband effectively or, mm. uh, and go back or to go for a kingdoms jog. and places. Oh, I love <laughs> it. Everyone's just gone yeah. for a jog. <laughs> so we cut into a junkyard where Recon is basically pissing and moaning about the fact that they're doing this junkyard scavenging thing and, because they don't have power staffs. But Mordred, Mordred who loves servitude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's, hard. He's, he's like, and he actually at one point says, I am the minister of loyalty yes. <laughs> in Darkstorm's court. <laughs> like that's a role which <laughs> I love that. That's, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what is your safety word, Mordred? Come on now. <laughs> um, he actually draws his weapon, though, on Recon, who starts bitching about it, which is kind of like a toothed scythe, hand, like a single, a sickle, a toothed yeah, sickle. Yeah, yeah, a toothed sickle, yeah. Uh, a toothed sickle. Um, <laughs> not, not an ice cream made of teeth. <laughs> um, and then Recon draws his sword, which is basically a toothed sword as well. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's, the... it's kind of like a, a, a really jagged machete. Yeah, it's, it's like, is this the Bronze Age? They've gone back into the Bronze <laughs> yeah. Age now? Because all the weapons are like goldy bronze. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. means they're probably Oddly pretty soft. <laughs> it's probably the easiest to do some basic forge and metallurgy mm-hmm. on, isn't it? You know, if we went back. Yeah, and they basically draw the weapons on it, have a little scrap. But in the battle, Mordred kind of trips and stumbles and his la- hand lands on this kind of buried vehicle, which then just powers up. And you see a kind of green flash in its side, but it mm. very quickly disappears. You know, it turns out Merklin wasn't wrong about them finding their powers. The vehicle, which turned out to be Skyclaw, I had to actually Google this because I don't think I they thought mentioned it for some time. No, Dagger Assault is the ground vehicle that's much bigger. Oh, okay. Skyclaw is the little flying triangle. Okay. Basically, you can tell all the good and bad vehicles apart from their geometry. The bad vehicles are triangles, and the good vehicles are all circular. <laughs> yeah. <in nature. laughs> it's, um, it's yeah. like the screens in Jace. So when I'm going to have to stop comparing this to Jace. When, when this happens, <laughs> so when this happens, like recalls. Like the like you said, the engine and it made me laugh because Mordred goes, Oh, it must be hallucination. Recon's immediate response is, I wonder if I can fly it. What the hallucination? <laughs> they know nothing it's about like... this thing. But Recon's first reaction is like, I'm gonna fly it. And my, also... no, my notes on Skyclaw, and this is actually probably very American, is that it's basically a flying technical, or if you ever played like armor or something yeah. like that. It's like you know the SUVs that you mount a machine gun or a rocket yeah. launcher on the back of. It's basically that. And Mordred flies it, but Recon um sits on the back in the gunner on in... the gunner seat. 
my my other note on this was when this happened because <laughs> recon says i'm confident we can do this with more vehicles and my note just says for the toy line <laughs> 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 definitely um recon also says something that alludes to his like mercenary tendencies at this point yeah. as well about being paid he's doing it for yeah, money, yeah because mordred is like else. this is going to be so amazing like darkstorm will be so happy and, and yes recon's like mm, he's gonna have Leoric to pay well for my more. yeah or leoric yeah. if he pays more the, the there is a lot of recon's re- recon do- yeah which i think we have to <laughs> assume either leoric just doesn't want recon on his side which is fair or darkstorm has more money than leoric mm. Mm. But what is money in this world? We never see exchange of currency true, in these yeah. three episodes. You have to assume that, you know, if civilization has collapsed, one of the first things that's going to go is, is banks and currency. Yeah. Hyperinflation. Um, well, I mean, one can, assume, one can assume if they, they were that technological advanced that all money was digital they might at that even point. Beyond it, yeah. Yeah, very true. I promise I wasn't looking for this, but when they cut to like Darkstorm's fortress base, it's penisy. It's really it's very super penis-y. penis-y. Yeah, I saw it. It's the yeah. central tower with a, with a big hemispherical yeah. top. <laughs> and it's got smaller buildings around the side of it. And it's even got these like metal jaggedy bits that are yeah. like pubes <laughs> at the base. It's yeah. ridiculous. Oh, like, God. honestly, Google their base. I genuinely I think that the animators like, how much like a penis can we make this look and get away with it? <laughs> exactly. And if you think about it, the other one is a, a fortress, which uh, a castle circle, which is very vaginal. At yeah. The, uh, the, other, the good guy's base. Anyway, Skyclaw comes heaming and in and just that, crashes into the war room. I was going to say, that theme of penis kind of, with the vehicles as well, jagged, pointy. Yeah, pointy in circles. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it's very sorry. puberty as well, actually, yeah. if you think mm-hmm. about it. Because the whole, like, it's your emotions and sometimes they're too strong to handle and they come from within, like, people are bears. Some people are bears. <laughs> some people are foxes. <laughs> um, I, I just picked a random one, but I have to, some people are slugs. I don't know. Um <laughs> So yeah, they're they're in uh, Skyclaw crashes into the war room as like Darkstorm's kind of explaining his Darkstorm is flicking play, over people. He's playing Age of Sigma. He's just playing war. He's, he's already he's already bought the entire toy line, yeah. all the visionaries' <laughs> toys, basically, and he's flicking over a couple of them on the map. I is love that, it, it's visionary Sabutio. I love that Skyclaw literally comes crashing in through the wall and Darkstorm is immediately like, I want to ride that vehicle. Exactly. Like Mordred flies off of it and Darkstorm doesn't care for no. the sub at all. He just immediately <laughs> runs into the driver's seat and tries to give it a go. But it turns out that only uh, Mordred and Recon can control and fly the vehicles, basically, or charge it. Mm-hmm. I, I think Darkstorm does say we need to find some more yeah. vehicles at that point. Like, So they're like, just to see if they, they can get anything else going. So yeah, it cuts to like, I don't know, another day or something. And Whittaquick is literally just out for a run yeah. in full power armor with his staff. So on one note I had about Whittaquick. Do you remember Revenge of the Shinobi on Mega Drive? Oh my God, no. I was well, he's and... wearing this. Well, I think it was on SNES as well. He Google Revenge of the Shinobi and look at the guy's outfit on there. It's the same, like, because he kind of, with the half mask, he kind of looks oh, yeah. an injury. It is exactly like Revenge of the Shinobi. Yeah, that's what he looks Amazing. like, just a slightly more blocky version. Did the guy in the Shinobi game just always go out for runs on his own? <laughs> well, he does run well. a lot. There's, I mean, there's not much else to do in, in the post-apocalyptic world, is there? Arzom was out for a run, Wittekwix out for a run, later we see Cryotech out for a walk rather than a run, but, yeah, you know, good guys no, are just like, well, I'm going for my daily exactly. constitutional. So just what you want on your couch to 5k, he gets blasted <laughs> by Skyclaw as he's running. And this is great because this is where he busts out some poetry. 
to activate his staff. He's like, sheath these feet in the driving gale, make sm- swift these legs o'er land I sail. Oh, I'm and- glad you noted all <laughs> I these. I love the little bit of poetry oh God, where you activate the, the, the staff. poetry, it, it probably is what made it for me as a kid. Like, I love words and language and the fact they have these little yeah. witty rhymes and stuff. It's something you could actually take away and play with the toys about. Yeah, definitely. I think like um, you would have to get so good at your at spitting out your poetry to have an advantage in battle, though. <laughs> Yes, there's exactly there's actually a point where that happens yeah, later on. Nero was showing me um, a picture of the shinobi. It does look like Wittequix. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, uh, yeah. put it on the uh, we'll put it on the channel or the feed or whatever on, yeah. the, on the socials. So yeah, he becomes this kind of wing horned half tornado gargoyle thing from the staff and he basically just just zooms so straight off, straight off. I like, did I, I like because I, I I Naomi had to explain this to me. And I was just like, so he's got his totem which is a cheetah so he can run fast and he's got his power staff which makes him run fast it makes him run it makes faster. him run at the speed the light of light speed. yeah okay yeah so, which it's, it's, so, you know, so he can do. run fast or even faster yeah but he can yeah. only this is why it was my fa- this is why it was my favorite character <laughs> but he can only use the light speed for so long <laughs> although to be fair that's cheetahs true. are sprinting animals they're not gonna like run that fast fast no they're not like marathon no animals. that's true yeah he's all about the power basically and he basically uses this super speed power to arrive at kind of a dodeca Goal castle. I don't know. This is amazing. He he runs to the moat and Cravex jumps up out of the moat. And it's like, how long have you been there? How many other people did you jump out on? Well, he's you have like, to be like, oh, he's sorry. Like, <laughs> no, because Cravex is like, it doesn't matter how fast you are. If we know where you're going, then we can always catch you, yes. basically. Which I thought was really, you know, it's true. It's true. But about. it still made me laugh that he's, been, he's yeah. just been there waiting for hours. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, <And> then, I, <laughs> Yeah, but that's his Cravex, right? That's yeah. what he does. And like, uh, Whittaker tries to drop the poetry again, but the staff kind of just blinks and and fitters out basically. So this is when he does revert to his cheetah totem yeah. and legs it back the other way. I assume what we're trying to get over, which I quite like because they didn't explicitly state it, is that actually the other knights, the spectral knights to be, are basically returning home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Whitt- their various this castle Whittaker's going to is a different castle on a in a plains type realm, and Cryotech yeah. goes to a of course like, Whittaker's frozen in north. the flat flat area yeah. so he can run. he's the Serengeti yeah. he's is the it... whitest Serengeti guy they could <laughs> yeah. put a black fucking visionary in this could they no there is no there is there is not a person of colour at all it's an incredibly no. white show yeah I mean to be yeah. fair Feudal Knights is very white yeah you might have had to there could have been some issues it's a damning indictment of the future basically <laughs> so yeah he's he's a cheater he, he runs by this point Skyclaw has caught up and is in hot pursuit and starts barraging him with with gunshots the animation's fucking awesome it really is uh, and an and event like even like you know it shoots him and there's a, a cloud of dust and he runs out of it and yeah. stuff and then eventually it does actually shoot him down and Darkstorm has him like chained up uh, and dragged off it's at this point we cut to the frozen north that we were talking about before and Cryotech is kind of arriving back of course home. Cryotech lives um, in the Iceland mm-hmm. and I, I really like this and I actually re- rewound it to check because it's basically Someone's sneaking up behind him and then suddenly Galadria is on his back and they have a little rassle on the floor and stuff. She kind of moans and groans a bit and he's <laughs> and, and and he helps, he picks her up when he realizes it's her after saying, damn you foul beast or something along those lines. And I thought that this was Virulina wearing the costume outfit uh, again okay. and it was a Darkling Lord trap, mm-hmm. but it was actually Galadria yeah. just randomly jumping on him. <laughs> And she's all like, I <laughs> just want to say love, goodbye. Yeah. There's a bit of flirting yeah. between well, the two of them, you say actually. it's implied that Cryotech yeah, I, and Gladria are a couple? Yeah, definitely. I definitely yeah. There is a point in there are other episodes the next where episode see- where she's simping a little bit on um, on Hector. I don't know, I don't think so. Yeah. Mm. I was surprised. I thought these two were a couple, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I think um, we'll see it in later episodes that it's more 
I don't know if it's ever explicit. Like, I don't know if you ever see them, like, making out. But uh, you definitely get the impression of the item. That's what I remember. Galadria does say that she's got to, before she goes home to, and I quote, Androsia. Like, what yes. fucking yeah. place there? She's from the sweetest place, obviously. Yeah. Like, am- ambrosia. Land yeah. Or is it androgynous? Yeah. Land of custard, yes. <laughs> Such a British well, Androgia. So, like, is it is it androgynous custard? No, I assume oh. it was meant to be. <laughs> maybe, maybe she's maybe, trans. Yeah, maybe, maybe there are no trans. women in this whole show. <laughs> I assume it was meant to be a... a I, no, I'm am- sure it was supposed to be for ambrosia, ambrosia. but... My 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 millennial mind yeah. went well androgyny, you know. So I mean, so in that case, <laughs> why did I say androgyny? Suggested <laughs> a bit of androgyny. <laughs> the old androgyny. Right. Um, so probably nothing to do with custard. No. Or, so or again, again, with no spoon feeding, um, another vehicle, a different vehicle shows up that is not introduced in any way. No. Like I've googled, obviously, it's the the dagger assault. Yes. Is what it's called. Yeah. It's not even called the dagger. Is this one with a big like cannon on it? Yes, yeah, this yeah. has a it's a launcher type crane mm. system, like 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 a, a fire truck, you know, yeah. classic fire truck thing and, on the back of it, and it's a just a big triangle. And this is the one that has the magical prison or magical. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry, that happens in a bit. And basically, it starts firing on them. Um, these huge like shells that kind of like blow up snow, and they melt a huge hole in the ice on the path that they're there. Uh, and it's clear that Darkstorm's trying to actually capture them. This is when we get a fucking poetry battle because Cryotech's like. Three suns aligned, pour forth their light and fill the archer's bow with might. And this giant blue bow guy starts to come yeah. out of his totem. <laughs> and Lexor's like, the arrow turn, the swords rebel, may nothing pierce this mortal shell. And this fucking crystal haired dude comes out and like <laughs> makes a dome and the arrow hits the dome. And it's like, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Um, and yeah, so basically like they negate each other. Like one is the invulnerability um, shell and one is the, the power shot. Ah, oh, so good. So Cryotech basically says to Galadria, like, go for the hole, swim and go and tell Leoric, I'll, yeah. I'll hold them off. And he transforms into his bear. Galadria manages to get away, transforms to the dolphin and jumps him. Darkstorm sends Virulina after her. And then there's a weird bit where Cryotech's just there in bear form, just rah, 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 in, in amongst yeah. the Dark Lords. And they just stand out of reach of him and be like, don't, it won't be long. Like he'll, he'll transform to his normal side yeah. so soon. It's like, just have to wait. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then he, and he just does. Yeah. And then they just capture him with those, I can't remember what they're called, but like two balls with a bit of string between Bowlers. it. Bowlers. Yes, Bowlers. Yes. Bowlers. Yeah. He gets captured while Galadriel and Virulina kind of have a little mini battle under the water. It cuts mm. to it, but it doesn't actually show, show what happens in no. the end. But in the end, Virulina, in shark form, breaches the water yeah, and just, just flops onto on. the land beside <laughs> it. Like, like she's been booted, or she's yeah. been bottlenosed out of the, the and then water pool. Darkstorm immediately starts shit-talking her. Yeah, and not that she wasn't pissed, pissed enough at him already from having to be cat- rescued. She really didn't want to be rescued in this, the tower this anyway. This is awful to me, because like... <laughs> It, it, he has a go at her and he's like you're just the worst shark and she's all like well maybe I had her but I let her go because I don't trust you and he gives her she's... some more shit and she walks off and all the men just laugh at her this is the only time the first time she's ever tried being a shark yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry the sec- so, is it the second time you've no, first time. It's first, the first, time, yeah. first time she tried to be a shark and she lost lost a battle yeah. and he literally publicly embarrasses her yeah I mean um, to be she fair. even like she even points in his face and she's like you'll never forget <laughs> yeah. this yeah and then as she walks off all the other darkling lords just point and laugh at her yep <laughs> just like this is awful poor Virulina she's not established as the comic relief either no not at all, all. no it's yeah, just man she's you know she's at a sausage party and, yep. and they all hate her yeah no one <laughs> you never want a shark at a sausage well, I wonder party if this ble- I wonder if this bleeds into the you remember what we were talking about with relation to Flora and how it's it's satisfying for the young 
boys watching to see the girls being told no and you can't yeah. do it. I wonder if it's that's appealing to that same thing. I think thing. it's also, you, you're you going to have, oh God, I can't remember how much Ferulina and Gladria really well, feature um, and how much they interact with each other. But I think what you've got here is the, the setup of the, you know, the, the bad woman and the good woman who is pure and mm. beautiful and blonde and, and the kind of the dark haired nasty yeah. catty bitch because that's the only kind of women you know it does establish like a clear us and them immediately like the gender roles and everything yeah. and like mm. like they are undersea creatures like it's a completely different world to, yeah yeah and boys and everything i should ask my sister if she ever watched visionaries because i watched it loads and loved it but and we're roughly the same age but i don't yeah. know if she did so much and i wouldn't be surprised if she didn't yeah <laughs> you know there's not much much like jace not much in this cartoon for kids mm. um <laughs> uh, for girls sorry um so um, we cut to um, the final indictment of a cartoon. There's just nothing in it for yeah. kids. <laughs> and there's so much in it for adults, though. Leoric is, uh, it cuts to Leoric and the last of the kind of spectral knights Summer that are, haven't been captured. And they're basically having a little round table banquet. They're having festivities. Um, yeah. yeah, they're they're kind of waxing lyrical about the magic that they've now got. Leoric like, is telling the of... hilarious story of how Feral sniffed fresh air. And yeah. everyone's really enjoying that. And they're like, magic will work for civilization. Like, it, it will be good for civilization. No, they don't <laughs> say how. It's yeah, like, no, I think it'll it will be. be. We haven't figured it we out can yet. Hey, look, hey, guys, we can turn into random animals. <laughs> That's really good for civilization. <laughs> That's going to be great for people. <laughs> <laughs> so, and actually, Lyric, when he's saying, like, magic will be great for civilization, in a really sinister way at the end, just goes, if it can be controlled. It's like, Jesus, Lyric, what? Like, some darkness. At this point, Galadria busts in and she warns them about Cryotech being captured. And Leoric immediately assumes correctly, obviously, that the others that have left, like Whittacrick, must be in trouble too. So it's time to consult the star. Well, it's time to drop some spoken word poetry. <laughs> yeah, he's like, whispered secrets of a shattered age. I summon you, renew this sage. This is one um, I really remember. For some reason, this one stuck with me because when I was a kid, it sounded very impressive and deep, but... It doesn't mean renew this sage. Yeah. No. It doesn't mean this anything. This one makes the least sense out yeah. of all of yeah. the poetry, I think, actually. But basically like a, a techno owl, <laughs> a blue techno owl, like a clock, clockwork owl appears. Oh, we'll talk about techno, not like a, we'll talk about techno animals in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this it comes out and it counsels them that they need to become one with the circle of light uh, to be victorious. We have another and, so this comic is, timing moment here where Leoric's like, what does that mean? And the owl just Oops, out. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Hector immediately say get. it means you need a new staff? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. He's in- oh, it's so good. It's very much like the fortune cookie of mm. totems, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. It's like, what does that even mean? One of them is knowledge, and this one's wisdom. And I think I'd much rather have knowledge. knowledge yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a bit full of himself and impatient, the knowledge guy, but at least he's not like a fortune cookie and I'm gone. Hey, man, at least knowledge guy looks down to disco. You get what you ask for with knowledge. He asked him who Verilina was, and knowledge told him. The owl just comes out and is like, some whisper of light guys i'm like oh shit the ring of light is coming back <laughs> is, is, so, he for, is he forcer shadowing the xbox red ring of death <laughs> <laughs> so leoric's like oh shit dark storm he's on the move the parapets must be yeah, at all times parapets, which is yeah. which is some great castle stuff like <laughs> yeah they've, they've, like you're saying within four or five years he's become a military commander of a castle like we know uh, then we get oh, this the next bit coming up is like my favorite part of this episode well they spot the vehicles coming across the way yeah and lyric <laughs> uh lyric and um i can't remember who's left feral. Ektar, uh, and yeah. feral like yeah. it, oh they're, they're not animal powered yeah, lyric's like tell and, me and what your elf like... eyes see and lyric's like uh, <laughs> sorry feral's like they're they're, they're machines <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're 
It's an armor. And they're also impressed that like there's only six people, not an army. Like they're expecting a full on assault, which is weird because there are seven Darkling Lords. Mm. So I'm not sure about the six, unless uh, it means Virulina. Um, she's not there. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. The um, women, man. You know, fuck them. Out. yeah. But one thing I know, like, because both the Leoric and Dark Summers, we find later, have their own like complete fucking guards and armies and everything like that. Yeah, they have. Yeah. like foot soldiers and minions and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's loads of everything, isn't there? There's the like chattel and like just general townsfolk. And yeah, stuff that and we that find one as well. Cockney. <laughs> one. All the guards <laughs> are Cockneys in in old Darkstorm's base. <laughs> So yeah, they they kind of pull up outside the gates and and <laughs> long story short, Mordred is put on a catapult and flung up to the parapet where he basically demands Lyoric to surrender. Lyoric, everyone just laughs at him and he's like, "How am I going to get down?" And he's just ushered into a second catapult. <laughs> like the catapults have become the main form of it's public what I, 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 I'm back down. I, I've t- I've termed it Mordred Pong. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I mean, the up, the up would be fine. I, I would be catapulted up onto a platform. I think yeah. it's fine. But then he's catapulted down, which is like <laughs> a sixty foot drop or something. Like, and he just crunches into the ground, and 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 like the guys just laugh at him. Yeah, Dark Cravex immediately tells fucking, him off. Yeah, Darkstone tells him off. Cravex is gagging for back. Yeah, he's like, why are we wasting time with words? <laughs> Like flailing with his weapons. Yeah. That's a, an exact accurate representation of him there. It's so good. He's he's like pissed that they're trying to discuss anything. It's so good. So Darkstorm is like, right, fuck it, Sindar, bust out your staff. Which and is fucking awesome. I know, Sindar, not blessed with the greatest intelligence of the world. He kind of struggles through the reading of his first novel. <laughs> he's like, by nature's hand, by craft, by art. What was once now fly apart. <laughs> what <laughs> what, what, what was gi- one now? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, and that's Fucking and hell. that's someone's giant green beastie man, which. I like I made a special note on the animation of this creature is fucking brilliant. The whole animation yeah. of the scene is awesome. He definitely got the best power stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's, it's useful, it it's practical. It's got a skull necklace yeah. that jangles as it walks. <laughs> you know what yeah. mind, what was the, the big fucking lizard thing with the cape in uh Jace? <laughs> yeah. The Oon woke up. We we need to oh, find yeah. some other points of comparison. Well but yeah, that's what it reminded me of. The what the hell was that thing called? God, I can't remember. I've I've eliminated all Jace from my mind. <laughs> I've actually, in my notes, called it a uh, glow-in-the-dark goth fur- furry. <laughs> yes, that's very it's right. Kind of, it's kind of ogre-ish. It's like, that's one thing, like, all, all, we should know, all the, all the Darkling Lord's powers are green, and all the Spectral Knight's mm. powers are blue. Including the shapes that they take as well, yeah. the totems and the staffs, yeah. I didn't get his name, so the giant horned wolf beast basically just starts breaking shit. Like, it's smashing walls, like, it's chasing the... It's chasing the spectral knights who are running around inside the castle and it's just like ramming through things. Like people are flying everywhere. And Ektar once again jibes Lyoric <laughs> about the same yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's like, you definitely got the worst staff. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, though. maybe you could trade it in. Maybe yeah. take it back. <laughs> so good. Yeah, Do so like it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's tearing up shit, but eventually the, the power of the totem fades away yeah. and, and the, the beast disappears. But it's done some serious damage. Yeah. Dark, Darkstorm's like unimpressed at this well, somehow. No, because no, Sindar's like, oh, staff run out, run out quick. And, and Darkstorm just turns around and goes, well, use your animal totem. And so he, so he, turns he, into he gr- Donkey Kong's out, basically. Yeah. I love it. And he literally grabs a rock and lobs it at the balcony that the Spectral yeah. Knights are standing on. 
and then immediately um, changes back because he hears a cat in trouble, oh, which is how you know Sindar is it. not a bad guy. Sindar's not a bad guy. It's just not very clever. It's a proper of mice and men thing going on with yeah, him. Yeah, he's a lovable lunk, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Right. So he, he, he basically ends up like sifting through the rubble to save a cat and stuff. And, and the Dark Lord is pissed, right? He's... I can't remember. Is it maybe we can get some magic to make you more intelligent? Like to yeah, remove- Dark yeah, Storm says he's going to get Merklin to compassion. Remove his compassion. compassion. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As they're kind of chiding Sindar for being a good human being, Feral lands amongst them. Feral's Lexor- an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Like, <laughs> he just jumps straight in, and, and Lexor immediately legs it. <laughs> yeah, he just run, runs away straight away. So good. And a dark storm turns to him and orders him right back into the fight. Yeah. And Fer- Feral changes into his wolf form and chases Lexor and just bites him in the ass. So well, good. Like, Feral then, just for no apparent reason, changes back into his human form and is immediately dog-piled. Like, yeah. all, this, all the Darkling Lords just go, Pylon! And just, like, body it's slam great. on fucking Feral. It's literally just like school, because as soon as the dog pile forms, the rest of the Spectral Knights, like, come down from the yeah. battlements and join in um, and you get your classic knights fighting battle so Galadria knocks down Cravex and he basically performs his like kind of he's like lying supine on the floor and does his little live art installation and he's like (laughs) oh mist filled pits Dark, dank, unclear. Touch all before me with frost-fingered fear. That's a good yeah. couplet. So Cravex's power so staff is also one of the best because it's basically like a um, a spider Cthulhu. Because it's yeah. like Cthulhu face but spidery bug legs and it can inject fear into things. It's got not like just a skull on the back thing. of it sometimes. Mm. Oh, man. And yeah, that attacks Galadria. Yeah. Yeah. So this part made me so angry. <laughs> me too, because for some reason, even though she can transform into a dolphin... <laughs> An incoming tidal wave scares her. Well, it's like to hallucinate a tidal wave. Okay, so my my highbrow thinking on this is that it's meant to show how effective his power is. It's completely overridden her sense, her common sense, and her knowledge of her own power. That's how I thought it was showing her her greatest fear, but she's literally (laughs) able to turn into aquatic life. Yeah, like surely, like a meteor shower or a raging inferno would be a better thing to have had at that Leor- point. Leoric's reaction is terrible, and what no man should ever do when a woman is freaking out. He it's literally tells her to down calm there. down, yeah, and stop hallucinating. He's like so close to being like, "Oh, don't be so hysterical." <laughs> like sort your ovaries out, bitch. <laughs> yeah, Once exactly. the future is under control. Yeah, Jesus. But luckily, he gets jumped. Basically, Leoric um, is the kind of man that when his wife goes on her period, he has a locked away for mental instability. <laughs> She's exactly. having womanly issues. <laughs> Put her in the asylum. <laughs> I can get married again. Yeah, while he's like being a misogynist, he basically jump, gets jumped. And before he can go down, though, he throws his staff to Ektar, who then legs it and transforms to his fox, uh, comes under fire, under fire from Skyclaw. Well, before, um, look, just, and I just want to go back, because when uh, Darkstorm and Leoric are facing off, Darkstorm says to Leoric, only a fool will press further. And Leoric goes, well, call me a fool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? He just makes this yeah sound. I'm like, fuck you, what? He's but full yeah. on all or nothing. <laughs> what, this what was when we got the, the Miami Vice. Uh, oh, yeah, he's roll. rolled his sleeved up. Battle is serious. And he's like, right, I'm in. I'm in for the long haul. So Skyclaw is chasing Ektar and the hologram on the side of Skyclaw activates in this kind of even bigger version of of his thing like a, it's it's a legless dragon yeah. appears um, and it picks Ektar up and he transforms out um, this is where that captured. tail because it hooks him by the tail and it's almost like a, a sky hook yeah. kind of thing just nabs him out and nabs him out of the air 
uh, off the ground even. And then sort of later that day, I guess, Darkstorm is basically offering the Spectral Knights freedom for fealty. Yeah. You know, if you pledge to me, then I'll let you go. They're all unanimously like, no deal Mm -hmm. whatsoever. So he throws Feral into what he calls the magical dungeon, (laughs) which is basically the boot slash trunk, for American listeners, of the Dagger Assault Vehicle. It's basically got its boot is on the side, not on the on the on the back. Yeah. Um, but he chucks him in. And then there's a really cool animation scene basically where Feral gets x-rayed in green and you see it open and he's lost his totem on his chest. Yeah. When he's being x-rayed, you actually see his totem kind of like zip away. Bearing in mind this is the first time we've seen this vehicle mm. and they've already established how they can drive it and that it can sap magic. Yeah, out they've been things. doing some experiments on each other off screen. That's the only explanation. Well, you say each other, Mordred. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so he offers everyone else one last chance to surrender. Um, and again, there's like a chorus of like, never. Mm-hmm. So he gets them all thrown into just a proper dungeon this time. I don't know why he doesn't then drain no, them one he, by one. He, but, he throws you know, them into reasons. a sewer. He he leads them in through like a, uh, a drain pipe underneath his castle. It's classic garbage shoot yeah. stuff, basically, because <laughs> they do just, you're right, they fall into a room, but it has got like a barred steel yeah. door. And I love it though. Again, comedy beats. Yeah, this is great. In the in the prison already, and basically they arrive one at a time, and he's like, "Oh no, we're oh, doomed. We're, nev- we're, we're, we're doomed. We're even more doomed. We're the doomedest." Or yeah. something like that. <laughs> and then the last, and then a couple more falls in, and he's like, I, "I've given up all hope." Yeah, it's, it's, it, we're in big trouble. We're in really big trouble. We're in the that's biggest it. trouble. We've no hope. <laughs> when Glad- finally Gladria comes forward, that's it. That's it. He's just done. It's like, no, they've got Gladria. She was our one that and only it. hope. The entire Spectral Knight crew, well, not the to-be Spectral Knights, I guess, at this point, are uh, yeah. caught in the dungeon. Meanwhile, in the town square, I guess, or what's left of the town square, Darkstorm, Darkstorm is uh, addressing the general public. Yep. He's holding court and with the peasants. Exactly. So within within we need to talk about the peasants before the we peasants get... Are <laughs> they are amazing. A, they are dressed in an... Some of them are in, like, proper peasantry, kind of, like, you know, one-piece tunic type thing. And then there's guys in jeans and denim jackets... <laughs> It's, it's what right. was left after five yeah. years, right? Yeah, like yeah. So, sometimes it's just a potato sack. That's what yeah. you've got. Maybe that's the fashion of the era as yeah. well. But <laughs> each are uniquely drawn, which yeah. is crazy yeah, yeah, for yeah, a yeah. crowd of peasants, right? In fact, there's like there's a taller blonde one standing at the front, which comes up very mm-hmm. shortly. Darkstorm, or a great orator that he is, is like you've all heard about these slanderous rumors about <laughs> me and my plans, right? To take all your staff and make you slaves. Um, but Even he's your like, but I don't actually need to make a plan because I already own, own you and your people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so good. Uh, and then this ballsy townsfolk guy, like the tallest, biggest guy at the front, is basically like, fuck you. Like, I will never, ever uh, agree to this and I'll fight you until I die. So Darkstorm then uses this opportunity to test out his latest material. And he's like, by what creeps, what crawls, by what does not let all that grows recede and rot. And this winged rat beast comes from his totem this power stuff. enshrouds the man sorry the power stuff yeah enshrouds the man and kind of closes its wing over him and he shows him again and he's all like old and aged like mm-hmm. a bit of temple of bit of temple of doom halfway through situation isn't it where he's like a face bit of face rot and he then demands that everyone call him master yeah this is a dark storm <laughs> is master of all then yeah, he makes exactly. them do it again because it wasn't and enthusiastic exactly. enough. He's, he's so he's such good. He's got such good stage presence though because yeah. he's like, "I can't hear you," <laughs> and they they go again. <laughs> At which point he obviously drops the punchline where he basically says, "Power of rot, obscuring truth. What was once old, restore to youth." Yeah. So unlike everyone else's staff, his has two uses. 
And I did wonder, actually, whether his second use could basically keep someone as immortal. Hmm. Maybe, so like yeah. natural aging as well could just keep restoring youth mm. to things. Yeah. Does he have we to... see... Maybe we'll see that in a later episode. I feel like but... it's a two-part thing, right? He has to do the first couplet in order to have the second couplet be available. But why would he ever say the second couplet? Like, if yeah. he's going to make something rot to almost death, like that's surely what he's intended yeah. to do. Why would you bring it back? Just it's to torment torture, people. I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's his thing. Um, but the rat thing basically closes its wing again. Reveals the guy, apart from having a, had a harrowing experience, <laughs> this guy, because although this is termed the age of magic, nobody has actually seen any magic to this point. No. You've got and to think that giant... the general population, we're told in the first episode, don't believe in magic. And no, we've got no, this no, very select no. group who have been given magic that they don't know how to use yet, really. Yeah. So I would, I would argue yeah. within 24 hours, everyone now believes in magic. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Because they've seen the devilry. giant beast destroying the castle at one end, and this is at Darkstorm's place. <laughs> like, they've seen two huge magic beasts, basically. So, yeah, meanwhile, underground, the Spectral Knights are all in the dungeon being guarded by Lexor. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, Ector disses his voice. His talking makes, voice. His speaking yeah, voice. Yeah, and makes him voice. storm off in a mood. Yeah, yeah and he's like, I've got a perfectly good voice. talking voice. <laughs> yeah. Like, what... what as opposed to your non-speaking voice? I think that's why it's funny. Yeah. It, the, the, there's nothing wrong with my speaking voice is for some reason funnier than there's nothing wrong with my voice. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, said, it's like, like I said voice, to you, it's, it's a very rich vulture line. Yeah. Bob Fossil-like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. So Lexor like kind of storms off in a huff and he basically just goes over and spins this giant wheel on a, column, <laughs> uh, on a tube, sorry. Yeah. It doesn't exactly reveal what's happening, but no. we all know that something's going to, some floods are going to be happening. And then it's at this point in the cell, that in the dungeon, that Leoric remembers the well, wisdom of the star. Before that happens, one when they he- when uh, Hector insults Lexor, Whitterquick then turns to him. No, uh, one of the other ones, I forget who it is, says, "Oh, well done." No, it's Feral. He's like, "Well done. You made him go away. That's the best thing that's happened all day." And Whitterquick goes, "This really is our darkest days." Which <laughs> 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 made me chuckle. <laughs> So good, and that's what so, triggers Leoric's memory. Oh, uh, yeah. So he exactly, yeah. So he remembers the sage's wisdom, mm. become one with the circle of light, which he obviously means create a cult. I, I put <laughs> magical circle jerk. <laughs> exactly. So, so like, oh yeah, uh, he does basically, yeah. Like, it's a brotherhood or an alliance that we need to form. Yeah. Um, and it's like we need to form the spectral knights. So, so at this point, when he actually names, them, I said this to Naomi before. Doesn't this make the Spectral Knights a prison gang? <laughs> oh, yes. Like, they all need tattoos, like yeah. SK tattoos on them. <laughs> Definitely. And and w- weirdly enough, actually, they are basically the Aryan Brotherhood. Yeah. They all then, he basically sh- shouts something like, may the light, light shine, shine forever. forever. And they all Hitler salute into a simple <laughs> high five. <laughs> uh, so good, though. So, like, this communal to, high five. Yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to believe that Leoric came up with this on the spur of the moment. Yeah. I don't. I think he'd been thinking about this for a while. He's very Se- assured. Seven his... white people in a prison <laughs> agreeing to join together. We've gone from one show with like very stormfronty good guys to just full on may the light shine forever Hitler salutes. For Circle the, of just light magic is, supremacists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, like if you if you today stumbled across a website called the Circle of Light, it's going to be some weird wellness spiritual thing, which inevitably is going to lead into no, racism isn't that, isn't and sex the, slavery. Isn't the Greek Nationalist Party something like that? Maybe. I don't know, but it sounds very um, like born again Christian, you know, fundamental Christianity Or just bullshit. one of those cults that are like, the aliens are coming for us. Mm. So the Greek Nationalist Party are called the Golden Dawn. That's it, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty wow. damn close. It's, wow. Yeah. So uh, it's at this point the room starts to flood. It's so <laughs> good, though, because literally <laughs> it's 
they were all like, may the light shine for real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like and Lexor, washed away Lexor, mid high his, five. Lexor then slides across like the little view viewport yeah. in the door and he's like, let's see how your light shines. <laughs> 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 to be continued. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I thought, great way to end the episode. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Co- like, I died laughing both times I watched this. <laughs> great set- setup. And we go into part three. <laughs> part three, quest for the dragon's eye. <laughs> Spoiler, that part, that, that title promises way more than this show this episode delivers the actual dragon's eye part of this episode is the last six minutes yeah i mean obviously the quest had to be long <laughs> it's you it's, it's not even a quest it's go to the shop and get me a dragon <laughs> I'm, I'm just about to say i'm just gonna say for vanilla that's a quest the episode the three episode titles in a row are literally some very subversive innuendo where it's like the age of magic is you're about to get laid then you've got the dark hand of treachery with a bit of you know <laughs> foreplay and then you're in for the dragon's eye <laughs> which i think we all know means vagina so on this episode we open again with a recap of the darkling lords being captured uh the darkling lords capturing the spectral knights my next note just says chris latter is fucking amazing and then it's, it is because it's just that star screen moment of him <laughs> shouting. <laughs> I actually, I actually made a note as well because I missed it in my notes from the last episode of because in the flashback we hit see Leoric demanding the parapets to be manned at all times, and I really liked that kind of yes proper terminology. <laughs> then spectral knights becoming a prison gang, and then we get recon is asking Darkstorm how they're going. Like, oh, we cut to all the Darkling Lords kind of sat around like. Hey, aren't we great? And yeah, Recon's like, how are we going to split the booty, Darkstorm? And Darkstorm <laughs> says, you're not having shit. It's all mine. You pledged fealty to me. It's all mine. To which Recon is like, no fucking way. He takes um, he takes immediate umbrages with this, as, as do the rest of the Darkling Lords, except Mordred, of course. Even and, Lords paid their knights, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you still give them some of your money. And so they all start muttering. Bit, and then we turn to... <laughs> <laughs> like Lexor starts saying to Kravex, oh, you're not going to stand for this, are you? And Darkstorm kind of overhears and turns around, what did you say? And Lexor pauses out and Kravex gets super pissed with Lexor. Like, Kravex is the best character. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, how dare you try and goad me? And just punches out <laughs> Lexor and then turns to Darkstorm. He's like, and you're taking all my money. And punches him out. He... And it just starts an all-out brawl with he's the like, Dark. He literally goes to... on a punching spree. Yeah, he goes to <laughs> Lexor, like, I know you're trying to goad me into doing your dirty work. And you have. Yeah, he's like, he, he even, he's even like to Cinder. He's like, I've got nothing against you, but your face needs punching too. Yeah. And just punches him across the table. Like, I like this should be the Kravex show starring yeah. with featuring um <laughs> yeah so Kravex has basically started a full-on brawl between all the darkling lords but meanwhile the spectral knights are swimming around in their flooding pr- prison trying to discuss means for escape and what they come up with is Arzon will use his eagle totem form to carry Leoric out of the uh, like a sewer grate in the roof, and then they'll come back and rescue them. And they do this, and they appear just right in front of a guard, who's just like, what? Fuck. <laughs> and then they, in all their infinite wisdom, go and land next to all the guards with the that sound the alarm, who immediately turn around and go, sound the alarm! <laughs> and so the entire castle is immediately on alert that they've escaped. These are all the London guards, aren't they? Yeah. One of them's like, wait, wait a minute, you were in that cell, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> So as they, Leoric and Arzon, they go, they run back down and they're outside the jail where the rest of the Spectral Knights are being held. And all the guards turn around and go, 
oi, oi. And he's like, hey, haven't you heard the, like, Leroy's like, haven't you heard the alarm? The prisoners have escaped. Go and get them. And all of them bar one run off. And this is where he's like, hey, you were in that cell, weren't you, mate? <laughs> and <laughs> and you're yeah. having a laugh, aren't you? Yeah. But they, 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 Leoric overkills it and turns into a lion to take out this one guard. <laughs> it's just like, I want to use my power. So they, Leoric frees the rest of the Spectral Knights. He says that they should go and try and get Feral's power back. So I think it's Ektar. Uh, oh, and round up the Dark Lords and uh, the Darkling Lords and Darkstorm. And Ektar's like, that's a bit ambitious, don't you think? But fuck it, worth a try. Can't get any oh, worse. Ektar's always the voice of Doom. Yeah. Saying, oh, I don't know if we want to do all of those things. So Ektar takes Feral to the magical dungeon in the, what was it called? The Dagger Assault. The, da- the, the Dagger Assault. <laughs> yes, because uh, this is where I learned the name of the Dagger Assault, uh, to get his powers back. And he puts him in the magical jail and he's like, He's doing a herc and mashing the keypad. And uh, this guard comes up to him and he's like, hey, Darkstorm ordered no one to touch the vehicles. And <laughs> Ektar turns around and goes, hey, uh, my name's Ace McGillicuddy. He's a I'm, Sir Ace McGillicuddy. Oh, Ace McGillicuddy. I, I, I put, snor- put Snorri Smigillicuddy. <laughs> no, it's Ace McGillicuddy. <laughs> he introduced himself as Sir Ace McGillicuddy, like magical, magical engineer. Magical, magical engineer. <laughs> he just starts babbling at this guy until yeah, he leaves. At, at lightning speed as <laughs> yeah. well, right? It's he so basically good. blags his way through it because uh, he says, he says, and I quote, I'm having a devil of a time repairing this magical dungeon. <laughs> the guy's like, like, this is none of my business. Yeah, I'm, 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 just I'm too important there. to help you with this. <laughs> so uh, good. Meanwhile, the rest of the Spectral Knights have rounded up the guards in the armory and got all their like weapons and power staffs back and so on. And then we cut back to the, the Darkling Lords who are still bo- still <laughs> They're basically having a food fight at this yeah. point, aren't they? <laughs> uh, what, and my note says, the, the, the DL are having a massive brawl while Mordred the simp is simping up the place because he's a fucking simp. <laughs> he's like, why can't you just obey Darkstorm, damn it? <laughs> and he gets a tomato in the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then the Spectral Knights arrive and they... <laughs> And they see the fight, and then one of them is like, this is too good to be true. <laughs> and they take immediate advantage of it and manage to, do, like, Darkstorm sees them and tries to use the power staff, but they're all, all the power staffs are out of juice. Darkstorm's, like, grabbing them all one by one, going, this, no, this, no, this, no, fuck. <laughs> Leoric's like, Merklin warned you about the shitty batteries on these power staffs. <laughs> then Darkstorm orders Recon to evacuate them, and they all evacuate through various, like, like secret tunnels like it's amazing couple, it's very mask like five years <laughs> in five years they built this castle that has like, like techno re- escape rooms. recon's there uh, pulling these levers and like darkstorm's throne does a, a, a 180 and he escapes through that a couple of them escape through a picture that raises up to a stairwell and then i think it's like um cravex and another one just there were like mask style shoots and just <laughs> yeah. go through it's like wow they were they were really prepared for evacuation but yeah i noticed it was very mask-esque evacuation <laughs> yeah definitely it's um, so good then uh the dark lord darkling lords leg it to the vehicles uh while the spectral knights give chase leoric stating that like he he just says this i don't know who he says it to because he do, he's off screen when he says it but he says you should be able to activate these vehicles like Regal and mordred uh, it's the people without the staff, yeah. right? Okay. Surely. Leoric so, is Gillian in this. Yeah. He kind of just knows this stuff, mm. even though he's never seen it. So that's it. Uh, Ektar doesn't have a staff. Galadriel doesn't have a staff. Um, neither does Cryotech. No, he does. He has the the archer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah, the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and they, and like by this point, the Darkling Lords again, not spoon fed to us, have managed to find two other vehicles that yep. get magic activated and park them in the in the forecourt of the cal- castle. The SK get in a vehicle with Feral piloting it in the most panicky fashion. He's just like <laughs> takes off and he's like just like first guy behind the wheel ever. Uh, it's like while it was being- five years ago when you last drove. <laughs> yeah, do you still know how to drive. <laughs> And they're being showered with arrows by the archers on uh, this like, vehicle. It's called the Capt- Capture Chariot. That sounds very dodgy. It's very hard to say as well. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. It and sounds like something you would lure small children into. Meanwhile, Ektar has gotten in this like little one-man hover car dinghy, like boat. It's the la- the Lancer cycle again. Another hard <laughs> one with too many C's and to say. Whitterquick just gets on the outside at the back. He's of it. just clinging to the back. He just straddles the <laughs> yeah. gun almost, doesn't he? <laughs> And my note here is not safe. No. <laughs> so we cut back to Feral, who is literally about to crash into the wall when Cryotech blows up the all uh, uh, the wall with an ice comet. Comet. Yeah. <laughs> so, my, yeah. so there's there's these two circular seats on the. Well, back that happens of, later. Uh, the captor chariot, though he does it from here though as well. Oh he, right. It turn it turns around on the vehicle, and you see this arm throw a ball at the wall yeah. to explode it. And so yeah, my my autocorrect corrected comet to comment. So it's an ice comment. He's he's taken down the wall with, <laughs> with icy words. Ektar, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so they, they blast through. And then we cut to Ektar, who was playing chicken with Mordred, who's in dragger, Dagger Assault. And this is where we get pure Lightning League tactics. He just drives into Dagger Assault and flips it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Tiny little that's, car. That's probably a fair thing to try if you know Mordred. Like, you know he's not going to Well, he just keeps aggressor. going. But he just like, uh, like the, the, the little cycle thing goes underneath the giant dagger assault and just flips it even though dagger assault is you know like again robot wars and stuff it's, it's a triangle it's, it's, like, it's, it's a, a flipper it's, it's a, a flipper, flipper. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah. flipper flipper it's a flipper it's a flipper it's the magic that's the swedish robot the scooper flipper <laughs> flipper ah, you get the flipper and the scooper <laughs> so then we cut back to what do you say they're big the capture Capture chariot. Capture chariot. Capture chariot. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. It's so difficult to say, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we cut back to the capture chariot. Leoric and Cryotech are shot out from the capture chariot in these little kind of egg chairs. They kind they're of like, like Dr. Robotnik chairs. No, do you know what they're like? They're like Modoc from Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But their legs aren't hanging yeah. free from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like Modoc. And they kind of fly off and they... As no sooner are they shot out from these than they jump out of them and land on side on top it's of the the uh, most ridiculous weapon though that these flying things have like the back of the chair basically <laughs> has a hologram on it with the arm that throws a ball so they have to actually reverse in the air look over their shoulder like they're reversing like a semi truck not practical and fire this thing it's just ridiculous but they they don't even do that they literally just jump out of them and yeah. land on the uh, what's the big one called again dagger assault no it's not dagger assault. Oh no! It wasn't. It wasn't the dagger. It was. It was the dagger. Skyclaw. Skyclaw that got flipped. One. Yeah, Skyclaw got yeah. flipped, and they land on the dagger assault. At which yeah. point, Kravix is like, "We're being boarded." <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines of this episode. It's so, so much screamo. So I, I would love. I would love for somebody, if anyone's listening, has musical talents, to get all of his lines and make a screamo track because there's enough. There's enough in there. Yeah, definitely to, to, to make it. Happen. And if you run short, just go and get some Star Scream or some Cobra Commander. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah so meanwhile Whitterquick takes down more has taken down Mordreader who's like sk- uh, escaped from the ter- the flipped over 
Yeah. He I turns into a spider and Whitaquick just stomps stomped on him. on him and he turns he turns back to human immediately and goes, I give up. Mordred <laughs> like actually turns into a beetle. Though, like, yeah. yeah. Like everything else turns into like a normal size. I thought the beetle would be big. No, it's, it's like, just tiny. <laughs> then meanwhile, Ektar's cat chasing up with Lexar, Lexar who's in his animal form, and he just picks up Lexar and he's like, Take this, you coward, and throws him in a pit. <laughs> Just yeah. like, he turns into an armadillo yeah. and just rolls into the pit. That's it. <laughs> well, no, because Ektar literally picks him up and holds him above his head and just throw, like, casts him into the pit while calling him a coward. Meanwhile, back on the dagger assault, Darkling Lords are being subjugated by the Spectral Knights. They're kind of in a full-on brawl. Cravex kind of escapes in his flying lizard form, but immediately is back again. Darkstorm, we see him take his mollusk form. His mollusk form is giant. It is pretty big. Yeah. And... It, he gets one whip from Leoric yeah, and turns straight back into Dark. It's his, big enough to did you not see? Yeah, because it's big enough to mount, but it also shoots fucking lasers out of its mouth. <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice that. It turned into a, a giant snail thing, shot a laser from its mouth, and then it got mounted and disbanded. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what is this mollusk? Like, it's crazy. Well, look, this is an alien planet for us. Magic right? mollusk. Like, we don't know what this is like that shrimp. life they you have. Know that shrimp that has the, like, breaking the speed of sound mm. uh, claws or something. Oh, yeah. Do you think the small crustaceans will, um, are weird? Do you think the smallest will eventually evolve into a crab? Yes, 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 I do. <laughs> <laughs> Darkstorm's gone back into his like human form, and he's kind of pinned down by Leoric, and he asks Recon for help. And Recon's like, "Hey, what's what? What will you pay me?" Uh, uh, Leoric's like, "It's nothing compared to what I'll pay. What you'll pay if you don't stop this vehicle." And Recon immediately goes. Well, there's no profit in resisting and stops the vehicle. I love I get, it. I Recon. Recon is Alpha Herc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not taking the shit that Herc took. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of it like that. It's like, yes, play is so play true. Free. Yeah. <laughs> so we then cut to Leor- uh, Leoric proclaiming that Darkstorm's reign is over in front of the peasantry. Meanwhile, Darkstorm and the Darkling Lords are, uh, are caged in kind of like a Dumbo car, if you know, like the traveling circus animal car with a barred fence thing, and they're being pelted with rotten vegetables. Amazing. <laughs> Proper middle-age entertainment. At which point, fucking Merklin shows up, and he's like, hey, hey, Darkstorm, here's this key, it will release you from your bonds. I'm like, shit stirrer. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, we then... <laughs> We then cut to Naomi's favourite scene. favourite thing in this whole show is over. The, D- the Darkling Lords are all been put to hard labour in their imprisonment, and they're like in a chain gang workforce, stamping out what I can only assume are licence plates. No, 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 they're, they, stamping, they out, they're stamping out road signs. Yeah, they say at are, some point. Yeah, road signs, but they literally, each one of them is bashing N, O, G, and <laughs> These O. These are the they're most... They're, they're not stop signs, they're no-go signs. <laughs> But these are like the thing is because um, they, they they're using like mallets to stamp these yeah. things on. But these aren't like they're not indenting; they're just stamping ink. Because Mordred is, Mordred's meanwhile simping his way through life. Kravex starts getting shitty with Darkstorm, saying, "You've got that key. Just use it and get us out of here." And he's like, "No, I'll use it when I feel good and ready." And Kravex gets so pissed off that he falls over and takes a mall- takes a mallet to the face. And the mallet just leaves an imprint of the letter yeah. that he's he's got on his face, which means that it, it's ink, not yeah. They're just, it's just stamping signs. It's the Why most aggressive signs stamp? anyway. None it's of just this, the most aggressive stamp I've ever seen. Is as important as how the assembly line is powered. It's powered by pigs. It's powered by pigs on a treadmill, <laughs> <laughs> chasing well, carrots. I'm more because like no I'm, just thinking, I'm just more thinking of like you know 
office workers who need to stamp documents instead of having just like you know a little stamp giant fucking mallet but it's a stamp do you like, think that's amazing so the guy who invented the guinea pig catapult also came up with the yes. uh, the pig treadmill like once he got away that's just like what you know he, does. he got out of dark with storms dark storms pit and went to the auric with a pitch <laughs> i've got these pigs right <laughs> i've got this treadmill okay <laughs> And you need no-go signs. So yeah? <laughs> we then cut to the spectral knights who are out amongst the people and the peasantry talking about agriculture issues. And like the guys are like, yeah, our shit's not growing. It's crap. <laughs> we, already, we already know Lyric's stance on plants and <laughs> <Yeah>. botany. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been well, a great lightning league member. also, at this stage, it is no surprise that plants aren't growing because every time we've been shown the outside, it's there just... are like ominous metal album cover clouds. It's yeah. And we've not seen the sun. And, no, and, the, and again, <laughs> and there are just... three suns, which I think is probably too many. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and all the ground is just barren wasteland ravaged. Yeah. yeah. Why won't my carrots grow in this gravel pit? So the, the, the spectral knights decide that We'll help the peasantry by trading in the Darkling Lord's power staffs for a, a cure for the crops from Mer Merklin. Good plan. Yeah, not bad. So at this point, we come back to Darkstorm and his cronies, and he says, I'm finally going to use the key. And like, and then he's like, what do I need to do with it? And then apparently, like, I think he's, I think it's uh, Recon's like, apparently nothing, because he just TPs just, them out of, the, out of jail. He just kind of holds it up and it works. Yeah. It's the ultimate key. <laughs> Leoric and the others say that uh, as they're going away from the peasantry, like, oh, if we, if we don't solve their problems, there'll be nothing to return to. So, like, you know, this is apparently a really dire situation. They've just got massive food shortages that are now just being brought to everyone's attention. They've let it go for a long time. Yeah. Well, five I guess years. you could live off canned food for four or five years. Yeah. But do they have well, the technology to open cans still? Like they, you know, they've lost all sources of power. Yeah. It's like the Flintstones. They're just like, they've got some kind of woodpecker yeah. to open cans and pigs for conveyor belts, you know, why not? <laughs> so as they're heading, as the, the Spectral Knights are heading back, the Darkling Lords are laying in ambush, uh, laying in wait to ambush them. Oh, can I just... I have to I have to bring this up. While they're walking up the mountain path, they're discussing yeah, how... Yeah, because, um, sorry, I should mention, they're, they're now on the way yeah. to go and go and trade in the staffs so with yes, Merkin. They're, they're walking up this mountain path Ektar has gone back to keep guard on the spec the Darkling Lords. And they're, they're having the Spectral Knights are having this conversation and Feral's like it would be easy to get up this mountain if we had an elevator. And Which like, is science. How would we power it? He's like well I was thinking we'd have some oxen down in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, learned uh, from the pig trap. At which guy. point so Ektar's got back to the, the prison and found that the Darkling Lords have escaped. At which point from the prison, one would assume, you just hear Exar shouting, The Darkling Lords have escaped! <laughs> yeah. It's like, how fucking like loud booming, are you? <laughs> a booming echo comes down, right? <laughs> and uh, at this point, because they, the Darkling Lords all hear this, Darkstorm immediately says, Right, let loose the avalanche! And they, they set off an avalanche and ambush the Spectral Knights. And <laughs> the Spectral Knights all escape, except for the women. Who, uh, who they? Yeah, the woman. The woman who they leave behind. Like everyone else manages to get away uh, from this ambush except Gladria. They just like I love it. Just, it just through chance as well. Like they drop exactly the right staffs, so each yeah. party now ends up with their own staffs their own power hand. staffs again. Uh, yeah, so the DL have got their power staffs back. The the SK have got theirs. Ektar is a whining bitch, and this is where Gladria is simping all over him because Ektar's like, "I, it's all my fault they escaped. I should have been there. I should have been keeping an eye on them." And Gladria's like, "No, it's not your fault, pretty man. It's fine. Let me soothe your ego." 
And uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing the hand gesture. She's like, like, oh, it's, it's not you. I sense the hand of magic. Magic, yeah. And cop out. <laughs> well, this is not wrong, though. It is Merklin. So the Dark Darkstorm and his lords have all managed to get to Merklin, and they're there saying they want to replenish their staffs. Um, they they actually say we need them to fight the evil spectral knight. And Merklin bursts in and is like, "How dare you?" Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's has uh, got no time for their shit. They're petty squabbles, right? Anyway, yeah, he's like, "How, how very much dare you?" And uh, Merklin immediately is like, "There will be no fighting in this shrine. I care not about your fucking petty squabbles. You <laughs> so are, good. you are here. I gave you this magic." So you could be my bitches. I love because when he first gives them these gifts, he's like, "Yes, this is going to help you prosper. It's going to be amazing." And now they come back, and he's just like, "No, that was a lie." Yeah, he, it's he a damning like... indictment on men as well, actually, isn't it? <laughs> they just do battle with their toys. And he, because he actually says, "I've given you this to be avatars of my will." Wow, it's like, yeah, you are, you are my bitches, and you will need to go on a quest for me now. I, for, like he says. I want you to go on a quest for the dragon's eye. Bear in mind, we are in the back third, like quarter of this there's, show. Yeah, there's and not this much is the of first it mention <laughs> of the dragon's eye. I was, you know, knowing that I was going to do the talking for the second episode of this, I was like, holy shit, there's so many notes to take. Yeah. There's so much that happens. In all, I hope that this doesn't continue. Although there's only 13 episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did so much pausing, rewinding. Yeah, like, same. What did I just miss? Yeah. What did I just miss? Like, yeah. <laughs> Canal. Well, I, well, I watched the first two episodes twice and I would have watched this as the, a second time, but I just didn't get a chance. But yeah, yeah. I, like all throughout the day, I, I've been watching a bit. I watched like five minutes, make notes on it. Watch the next five minutes, make notes on it. It's just it like, brilliant. Well, you watch were it. down here watching and I was up in the, the front room having my dinner and every now and then I just heard you stop the video and be like, what the fuck? What the <laughs> yeah. fuck? Well, it, we'll get to the, my biggest what the fuck moment in, in a minute. But yeah, Merklin is sending them on this quest for the dragon's eye. They get a free eye. recharge. Yeah, he they? gives them a free yeah. recharge of their power staffs. Then he like gets a map and the spectral rights like, yeah, fine, we'll go on your quest. T they take the map. Immediately Darkstorm's like, no, I'm not doing your shit. We we're just gonna take over. And they attack Merklin. And Merklin just like summons this giant golden thing and it crushes because uh they use um is it Cravex's uh power? Like he summons his They use three of them. Yeah. Mm, yeah, because um Sindar's is the, the beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the yeah, beast, they, the rots and, and, the, and the, the spider. Yeah. And yeah, this big golden hand just crushes all three of them and they're just like, no, you fucking no, I, I'm Uber magic. Your magic is not nothing compared to mine. And then he sends them off to go and get the dragon's eye as well. <laughs> well, no, no, because after they try their, to their their powers, they then just try and mob him with oh, them yeah, yeah, as yeah, people. Yeah. Like, like what? <laughs> going for the dog pile? Do that to <laughs> giant beasts. And then, yeah, they've got like six golden hands then come out and grab, yeah. the, <laughs> grab them. See, you can see where I've been. I've been I, I like back end of this was kind of rushed on my notes. He stops them and sends them out to get the dragon's eye. Then we cut to the, and the spectral knights who arrive at what they term is an abandoned industrial complex. And Gladiator's like, oh, it's real spooky. And they see this thing off in the distance, the silhouette of this thing. It basically looks like Bugs Bunny, just hopping yeah. off in the distance. And they're like, oh, what is that? And Cryotech's like, this is something from the magical age yet that we have yet to be encountered. I'm like, mate, it's a fucking rabbit. That's a fair guess, though. Like, <laughs> I wonder distance. if it comes back again. Well... <laughs> It's a bit like Tank Girl. Do you remember, like, with the uh, kangaroos in the first fight? Like, yeah. the, all you see is them blurring around in the shadows before you see them. So 
the the next Ectos like uh, no Ferrell's like we should press on lest we turn back and get caught in the butt by the Darkling Lords. At which point, on cue, the Darkling Lords arrive at their rear and immediately start attacking. They let loose Sindar's beast, and Sindar's beast comes out. This giant cat man <laughs> beast thing just In stands up pants. out of a building of equal which, size. <laughs> which you, yeah, it turns this building to rubble because it stands up, which means it it somehow. Very true to being a cat, somehow managed to squeeze in there first. So obviously, maybe when it first went in, it was very small and it just grew well, until it got like, stuck. Let's say this is a mutant thing that's happened from the age of magic. How quickly are these mutations are happening? We've been talking about this five years because it is in this episode where one of them mentions the age of magic. Mm. Like by name, he calls this the age of magic. But you're like, but we saw the bad guys working construction equipment, and yeah. one of them was a newsreader in the first episode and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, how has all of this happened? <laughs> Your society probably had some underlying issues before <laughs> this shit happened. Yeah, reliance this. on solely electricity. Anyway, they uh, <laughs> Sindar's beast, <laughs> rather than attack the spectral lights, chases off after the cat. So it's basically like a dog chasing a cat. Is yeah, the inference that I got here, and uh, like dark dark storms, like we need to teach your your beast to fucking obey orders better. Yeah, they talk about getting obedience classes, don't they? It's like we've got to ask Merklin about obedience school. Well, while all this has happened, the spectral knights have run into a warehouse, and they're like, "Oh my god, what's that?" And I, they find a techno dragon. <laughs> At so which good. point I pause the video and then like there's literally five minutes left of this twenty-two minute episode. And here and is the techno dragon. <laughs> and I, I literally had to pause this and just be like, like I think now probably heard me just going, What the fuck is a techno dragon? <laughs> I love how they zoom into its eye and there's just an old wizard <laughs> dude standing in it as well. Like how long has he been there? Is this where he lives? He lives in the techno so, dragon. And they say that, that he's holding what they assume is the dragon's eye, but it's not. It's a gaudy pimp cane. <laughs> It's a snake staff. As it's well, a pimp isn't it? cane. It's a pimp cane. It's a yeah. golden fucking pimp cane. And uh, they're like, they use their totem of no the power staff of knowledge uh, to find out who this guy is. And they say he's another wizard guy. I didn't catch his name. Uh, he's no, he's from the same circle as Merklin, Merklin. Yeah, and and the and also in the circle are Bogavas and I've written down Wizard Squizzer. Yeah, I, so, yeah I'm so pretty sure he put Wizard Squizzer. I remember, I do remember this name because it's such an odd name. It's it's spelled Weezer Squeezer, but they pronounce it Wizar Squizar or something like that. Wizar Squizar. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but I so don't think we actually name this wizard at this point. I think I think we do get his name. Yeah, towards the end. Oh, Falcama. Falcama yes. is his name. Yeah. So yeah, they're like. Because they do, because the 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 staff does name him. He he's just another wizard. Yeah, he's one of Merklin's circle. So I don't know. We may see some of these other wizards later on down the line. Yeah, I hope but so. He orders the Techno Dragon to smite them. I love it. <laughs> it was like yes. Smile. <laughs> so um, at this point, like some of the Darkling Lords have made it in there as well. Because four of the Spectral Knights, like Leoric and a couple others, and Sindar get picked up in one hand and thrown into the, the techno dragon's mouth, which is basically just like a crusher. Do you know what yep. this thing is? You know the 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 Simpsons where they go to the monster trucks and they've got that big mecha dino crushing them on? <laughs> yeah. It's that. That's what it is. It's this, a car crusher. This really did my head in though, because they're in the jaw, like in the mouth, threatening to to be crushed. And then we see like 
fire billowing up towards them from a, a furnace inside. Mm. And isn't Ektar who's like, oh, I yeah. think we'll be better off in the furnace. Because uh, uh, he actually says, because our, our armor is flame retardant. Like, but your faces yeah, but are exposed. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> your face is not flame retardant. <laughs> what logic is this? <laughs> but then they're all like, yeah, you're right. And they jump into yeah. the furnace. So yeah, they all jump into the furnace. Meanwhile, Gladria, Cryotech, no, no, it was, um, it yeah, yeah, it was Hector. So Gladria, Cryotech, and Cravex are caught in the other hand. <laughs> and uh, Cryotech uses his uh, power staff to release his archer and shoots the Techno Dragon to make it open its mouth. That's what happens. It, yeah. It's of no consequence. <laughs> and then Gladria says to Cryotech, you should... Oh, to Cravex. To Cravex. You should see if your power stuff can make the dr the Techno Dragon machine scared. <laughs> like, I love that he's immediately it. just like, no, fuck he's you. Like, no, woman, <laughs> what, do, what do I owe you? <laughs> like, well, what do you owe yourself? And he's like, <laughs> maybe you have a good point. <laughs> I love it. Well, this time, even though it's called the Techno Dragon, it's made of magic. Yeah. <laughs> as well. So maybe, maybe it can sense fear. <laughs> What the internal logic is crumbling? What level there was, but yeah. So he he uses the power staff on the uh, and summons his fear beetle, uh, fear spider Cthulhu thing, and it bites the techno dragon, and the techno dragon just immediately crumbles. It really does. I don't know what it, like, it's, it just completely what it's hallucinating, but it just kind of collapses. So it like it, it burps out the the knights that had fallen into the the incinerator, the, the incinerator. <laughs> and it like just crumbles apart and just. Just spills nights across the floor. Yeah, during the downfall, actually, Falcama does say something like, "Oh, Merklin's given them too, too much great power. a power." Yeah, too, yeah. And then they corner him for the dragon's eye, like they corner Falcama, the all the knights corner Falcama for the dragon eye, and he throws it into the the ma miss the mash up of spectral knights and darkling lords and we get the game of keep away yeah we get yeah, keep he away. actually gets away though Matt yeah. Falcama escapes yeah because they're all this. they're all they're all too concerned about getting the dragon's eye to take it back to Merklin to be best boy like there's the, it gets bounced around between a lot of people but ultimately the spectral knights get it and leg it off back to Merklin they get back to Merklin they basically use the dragon's eye staff to bribe him they do, but it's not made clear how they know what it's for. He, no, told, just... he told them to go and get it. He never said what it was for. And when they get back to his chamber, he's like, I'm done with you, be on peasants. And they're like, no, 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 hold on. We know you need this to recharge your magical pool. You have yeah. to help us with our agricultural issues And he's like, well, the dragon's eye. Uh, well, they don't even say the agri... They ju he just says, yes, I'll help. I'll give you a spell for the people. Don't ever tell the Darkling Lords that you had this power over me. <laughs> My shame. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yes, well, we're not idiots. Why would we? <laughs> the staff is then thrown into the, the pool, uh, the golden pool of magic, and melted down to basically recharge the pool's magic. At which point we cut back to the Darkling Lords, who are, for you know, for want of a better thing, they're like seeing what the best they can make of it, and they're just scrounging stuff up out of this um, abandoned industrial complex, and they scrounge up the wizard Falcama, <laughs> and he's like, oh, don't hurt me, I can tell you about Merklin and magic and that. So they're like, yeah, okay, chain him up, take him back, he might be useful. And he's got to come back. If he comes back, already in three episodes, this is better than the entirety of Gates, but if <laughs> yeah. he comes back, it will be an, an, a, just another step above. Then we cut back to the Spectral Knights, and they're, they're using the spell that Merklin has given them on the crops. And the spell is instant trees. <laughs> it's a sparkle <laughs> dust. It's sparkle <laughs> dust that immediately makes not... apple trees, right? Crossover episode. The gardener from Jace with his <laughs> yeah. instant... It's the same yeah. shit. It's yeah. the same it shit. The same shit. 
And yeah, so the, it ends on a bit of a ha ha ha, yay. The inst- well, Merklin did say they'd be instant and like one of the peasants eats an apple off the tree. And <laughs> It's the most ironic thing. They all shout like, may the light shine forever, but it's still covered in the, the metal album clouds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> still like, no there sunlight. is no light in this planet at all. Three suns and there's just cloud cover. And it the wasn't time. their magic that solved the problem. No. It was Merklin's. But it was their bribery. Bribery. A ransom got them what they the, needed. The true power was inside them all along. Oh, the power I, of blackmail. I, was really looking forward to watching yeah. this. It was good again. fun. And this did not disappoint. No, not a three-part fucking epic, like so much stuff happening. I think oh. I watched, because I was note-taking and because we were re-watching stuff, I watched the first episode three times over the past two days and I loved it every time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, was yeah. I, I actually it. will go it's, back and probably watch these again yeah. without having to take notes. Because it's, it, it, <sighs> It, it animation, got, it, animation's the, good. The voice acting's consistent. The, the storyline is good. everything. Yeah. The toy line is yeah. <laughs> everything is consistent. Like it, the consistency yeah. lends more to, and I think as well there was there's just a lot more moving parts that you can play with. Yeah, there's uh, a yeah. lot of fun characters. Yeah, I mean it's got Chris Latter in it, so it's immediately better. No, not it, at it's all. Missing no. the formulaic nature of the other. This is. Mm, I don't uh, remember anything much like this. I think. Maybe we said that at the no. end of the Jace one. Like the- Do you know what? It it feels very much like a precursor to things like Gargoyles. It's got yes. that same kind of Gargoyles air about it. Mm. Gargoyles was Definitely. amazing. And one of yeah. the most star-studded voice casts for an animation yeah. ever. Like Captain Planet, weirdly, as well. Yeah. Like <laughs> some, some A-rates in there. And like, I, I, I'm somewhat worried... Because this is most of what I remember about Vision. Right. Actually, is these this one episode in my mind, but actually three episodes that it will just go downhill after, like you know, they spooged everything on a sixty-minute movie, cartoon mm. movie, effectively, didn't they? But I'm, I'm worried it will go downhill, and the rest of the episodes will be shit. Uh, but, I think I think it'll be good. I yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm, I think so. Definitely. So yeah, that's been the first three episodes of Visionaries. It was. Visionary. Yeah. <laughs> it was visionary. <laughs> it's been visionary. It was illuminating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, really, really fun. Hope you guys will enjoy, uh, all join us for this continued voyage. We're going to do three episodes at a time, 12 episodes. So you do the math. 13. There we go. No, there's 13 episodes. Yeah, no. Okay, <laughs> 13 work. episodes, three episodes at a time. So. We'll, do a, we'll do a super we'll ending. Do, or yeah, something. we'll do a four episode fi- finale. But yeah, uh, until next week, when we'll be back with more of this fun action, do enjoy. And if you've not, do check out our Jason the Wheel Warriors series. Twenty, Nearly 22 hours of Jason the Wheel Warriors chatter. I can't believe we we talked so long about Jason. At the end, after we spoke about the fan art, I want to encourage anyone now to get in contact with us about any visionaries fan art. Yeah, yeah, amazing. and just yeah. send us pictures. And I do, I do want to, I do want to send a shout out to uh, the person who sent us an email. Uh, who uh, I, I, I'm now following their fan art Instagram for Jason the Wheel Warriors. Got some really cool stuff on there. Uh, let me pull it up. So I'll give stick them... the link in the show notes, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give them a, I'll give them. Proper props why pull up my I also want to know if someone's remixed the theme tune to this. Yeah, too. you did have a look, didn't you? We didn't find anything. No, I, I did yeah, I did look, unfortunately not. Um there's what, not a lot to remix, to be fair. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, since you played that metal cover of mask, I've had that stuck in my head for days. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> mask the mask theme <laughs> it's is so catchy. It's amazing. Uh, okay, so maybe this is a challenge if you're musically talented. Yeah. Remix visionaries. If you get it done within what? That's one, it. Two, um, three, four weeks or so, we can yeah. play it in the last yeah. episode. <laughs> a shout to Themis. Themis? Themis? 
I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Sorry if I butchered your name. Instagram is Devon. Thank you for the email. Much pr- Glad you enjoyed the Jay show. Until next time. I wanted to say lightning strikes, but no, I wouldn't say lightning strikes. Yeah. You just can't. May the light no. shine forever. May the so light shine. No, we're, not, we're not. I'm not shouting that neo-Nazi bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> just, we've done it once. Yeah. Darkling Lords don't have a, no. a summoning call, do they? No. Um, uh, I guess we'll just end on the... Lightning strikes. No. I, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what's his name? We're going to have to workshop this. We'll workshop it for next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, like, we could just end on Chris Latter quote. <laughs> <laughs> or just we're being bored <laughs>